Captain's Log, Stardate 74260.2 We have been aboard the station for a year now, and we are expecting a special delegation to celebrate a year of advancing the final frontier. This episode of These Are the Voyages is dedicated to all of you. Thank you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain. I'm Captain Chase McKinney. And... I have a very, very, very special friend of mine, Captain Kirk himself. What is going on, my man? It's so it's so good to have you here. Oh, uh, that that is ah uh, gosh, I, I was worried you were going to throw the last name out there and put all the pressure on me. I mean, that's <laughs> that's exact. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am. This is exciting, actually. Um, you know, this is wild. This is this is a universe and a fandom that I'm like, I've always been, you know. There's there's a weird pull, a weird draw to it, and then, you know, getting to know you and stuff, and and see what you've done, you know, with this podcast is, it's neat. It's really neat, and I'm honored to be here. This is this is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, man. And and, and before we get too deep into whatever it is we're gonna get deep into, um, I gotta say that this is just this is truly a treat so for anyone out there in listener land some of y'all have heard me talk about about this dude uh this is my dear friend as um he needs no introduction i mean he's got a freaking podcast empire that he's building um yeah episodes are coming hey, empire a hey, empire is a dangerous word okay that's a dangerous okay that's word, true so. that's true Let's, depending, depending. It's an alliance. It's it's a great alliance. Okay. A great federation. <laughs> uh, hey, that'll there work. There we go. That'll there we work. go. A united federation of podcasts. I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you're working on something. I, I guess. I like that. I guess. Yeah. I, I got to get with the marketing department. Maybe they'll do a better job or something. <laughs> but um, so, anyways, as is uh, a very dear friend of mine, I met him. Um, through one of his uh, podcasting projects that he's been doing with um, his friend Lane for, gosh, it's been like what, two, three ish years now, I think. Uh, Going on three, yeah, soon this December I think will be three. Yep. And um, anyway, um, him and Lane are doing some great things over with their Lord of the Rings project, and um, I am, um, I- I'm, I'm itty bitty compared to what they're doing. I mean, they're they're doing wonderful things a lot of um a lot of great people following you guys and you do a great job of building a, an amazing community and um between lord of the rings you also do star wars um song of ice and fire um what's the the robert jordan project you're doing uh wheel of, wheel time. of time that's right wheel, wheel of time yeah yeah and then like whatever else you're doing with matt pretty much yeah so it's <laughs> I, I mean Basically, what you what you what you could say is that um, I'm a man lost in space. All right, I just I'm all over the place. Uh, not really sure what's going on in my brain sometimes. Sure. Very foggy. Sure. But I gotta say, you are a wonderful part of that community, uh, and and you're it's it's great to have all of your comments and feedback. And we've been talking for 
feels like years, years, right? I mean, it's like pretty much. Like you know, I mean, it's like it, it's it's crazy too. And then anytime that we do kind of talk about stuff, it feels like it feels like we have been friends for years, which I think is cool. And that's yeah. that's what I've loved about podcasting and getting to know people and and building a community. It's it's great. Yeah, there's this there's a a, a kinship that kind of comes with it, like. You can be, you can go go as surface level or as deep as you want to with a lot of these things, and and that's one thing that I've really enjoyed. And um, anyway, and uh, this is like really full circle. So this is uh, for anyone listening. This is our one year anniversary. If the title of this podcast episode didn't give it away, basically, uh, it was one year ago today that we aired our very first episode. And man, there's been a lot that's that's um, changed. Lots lots of stuff that's evolved over the last year and you know it really all started with you dude um i blame you for this in fact the, the wow. listeners are going to blame you for this one. <laughs> oh no i know so oh, it was it was a year ago that we were um all partying together before the rona ruined everything pretty much mm-hmm. and uh we were sitting in the uh, the skeletons the guts of the studio that yeah. you're working on and I can't. I think it was uh, myself, you, uh, Phil Willis, and maybe one other person, and we just started randomly saying something about Star Trek, and you poked the bear. I don't know if you remember yeah. that conversation at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't had too much of the golden perch yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that was that was later. I had a little bit too much <laughs> later on, but no. Yeah, I remember. I I remember because we we had you on the mics, and we were talking. I remember when you showed up, walked through the gate. Uh, I got to meet you right there at the gate uh, in Lane's backyard, and good lord, you got right down to work. We started, we were we were digging in the backyard trying to, you know, make ready the the party and everything. And yeah, we just got to talk about fandoms and and you know and, and, and everything. I mean, it was it was pretty epic. Yeah, I actually got um, um, a bow saw from the garage, and I actually busted my knuckle trying to cut some some uh, stumps, some roots, or something out of the backyard so folks weren't gonna right. trip over things and you know have to go to the er i remember that <laughs> that, was a, that was an intense uh <laughs> that was a gnarly route right there we were trying to take out of the backyard oh my god and then the gopher That's holes funny. i think too that were back there right weren't th- oh yeah we were trying to fill in some holes we didn't want people like tripping and stuff yeah we had some yeah we had some mole situation going on too yeah 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 it was yeah it's funny yeah man so so yeah, this this show really developed from that um, in, in terms of like, hey Chase, why don't you go do a Star Trek show? And anyway, here here we are a year later um, from your you poking the bear, so to speak. So, I, I, dude, I'm so I'm so glad that you did though because you know like like seeing your your Will Riker kind of like your your cosplay and all that kind of stuff, and I, I knew you were super into it, and I was just like, this is a guy. First of all, I was just listening to your uh, I think it was. Your, your most recent episode and then I often listen to the episodes where you have um, is he a he was ambassador is he a lieutenant now I'm trying you know I'm trying Dave, oh, wait, uh, no, he's David been on a couple of t- yeah yeah I think he might have I think I think he might be he might have been upgraded um, last time I promoted time I heard, demoted it's something and like that yeah <laughs> I, yeah well the, the hey the captain's here I might go through a, a demotion <laughs> process and you let him know that I that I showed up here. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But no, I, I I was listening and I was like, man, you know what? Uh, your guys, your chase that voice. I'm telling you right now. I don't know what it is, but there's there's something that that voice right there is is meant to be on the bridge, 
commanding. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is a – I love – I absolutely – I was like, man, Jace is good on the mic. It's a solid – I love your voice, dude. It's a, You have a really soothing, you know, calm uh, voice. I imagine if we're in the midst of battle, right? Oh, no. That, that – you know what I'm saying? That that voice would be needed, right? Klingons are bearing there down on go. us. You know? Shields up. Red alert. Right? Come on. That's what I'm – that's what I'm saying. I need. I. I you know, it will cut through all the chaos. So, uh, that's great. That's great. Man, man, yeah, yeah. We David, David, and Eric are are the stalwarts for sure. And then we of course have have Lisa. Um, all of, all of which you know they they rotate in and out of Lone Star Station and or or the or on the USS Vigilant, whatever we're we're on, whatever day we're 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 cruising and doing stuff. And yeah, it's. It's it's been really fun um, talking to them and kind of you know getting to know them and you know their contributions to the show and you know I seem to recall and I don't want to put you on the spot too much my man uh, that when when we were talking you were you had like maybe a little bit of, of history like maybe minor history when it came to Star Trek so. Um, just for anyone out there in listener land, what has been maybe some of your your like Trek origins, so to speak? Like, was there like a show that you watched or had some exposure to growing up? Yeah, uh, yeah. So it, again, it, it it is limited. I, I I definitely wanted to was a big fan of all the films, and I wanted to watch more of the TV shows. My mother actually was a huge Trekkie. And she was very much. Is that a lot? That's are, totally fine. Okay? Totally fine. Okay. All right. There's a sure. there's a there's a uh, movie out there. There's a documentary out there called Trekkies, and um, okay, it came out like in I think the mid to late '90s thereabouts. And anyways, in that documentary, there's this big to do about are we Trekkies or are we Trekkers? And Trekkies are allegedly people that like all of Star Trek, like that includes like okay. original series and the movies um, through through yeah. whatever was current at the time. Trekkers are people that only like TOS movies onward. They don't like the original series. So I'm definitely a Trekkie. I like all of it. Yeah. And so that's how that's that that was my mom then, right? And at least that's what she would she she used that term, right? Uh, that she was a Trekkie. And I mean, she would be the one who would want to watch those she enjoyed watching um you know, Captain Kirk, Spock. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. Let's yeah, you know, right, right. Getting getting right after it. She was she was right there uh, in the beginning of, of of all of it and got me, you know, super into it. And uh, I, I would watch it when she would watch it, and I wasn't as and, and I'll just be honest. I mean, I it I loved it, but it was sort of like it was my mom's and it was my my mom and my dad. They they watched it and it was kind of their thing. So I learned about it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. And then later on, I found Star Wars, and that was kind of my thing. And, you know, people used to give me a lot of grief back in the day because I was a fan of both. Like, I, I really, really – I mean, there's no way that with my last name that I that I couldn't be. I, I loved Captain Kirk. You know, I love Captain Kirk, and I love his relationship with Spock and, and everything that he did, uh, you know, for you know, the Federation. I mean, come on, you know. So um, I also here's – an, here's an interesting one. In fourth grade, I had an orchestra teacher – who was absolutely, I don't know if I've ever told you this, he was, and uh, Lane actually had the same orchestra teacher. He was obsessed 
And by obsessed, I mean when he found out that he had a student who played the viola, whose last name was Kirk. <laughs> and then he found out that I also had seen, and I could talk a little bit about Star Trek, he never let me go. There we go. He would never let me out of orchestra. And so he was, he's kind of my, we did an episode for uh, an unexpected podcast. We were talking about our farmer maggots and, you know, those people who maybe in our life would, uh, you know, at first you're kind of scared of and they're kind of whatever, but then they, they end up being like a really great mentor and they're a really good person and they kind of surprise you in the end. Um, that's a guy who, who in, in the end, uh, he, he passed away probably three or four years after I uh, graduated from high school and that hit me hard mm -hmm. like I didn't realize how close I had gotten uh, to him and then even after the loss of my mother um, when it was just it was it was right around the same time both of them were gone and I legitimately remember doing rewatches of Star Trek and going back through just for those memories mm -hmm. just to just to kind of recall some of my conversations with Mr. Lawson and my mother and the movies where we would sit and watch you know those on on the couch I mean those were just great times yeah. um so yeah that was kind of i mean growing up uh, it was really just it was the films um I'm trying to remember the first one i i don't know that i actually have a real like one solid memory that was like this was the first time i saw star trek i mean it was on since i was a an infant i mean it was just always on my, my mother always watched it so um wrath of khan though that was one that i always I did remember. I really that one really stuck out to me, and I was like, "Wow, that was that was one I could I could quote for a long time too." And I was, uh, you I know, I would talk to Mr. Lawson about that at school, yeah. and and thought that was thought that was pretty neat. Uh, not that it's my favorite, but it was. It um, was the earworm, wasn't it? Like sticking yeah. the worm in the ear. Oh my! As a youngster, that right there, I, I was like, <laughs> uh, that was one where I was supposed to actually go get a drink of water during that scene. I mean, it was a little too scary for me yeah. when I was that young watching it because they're screaming you know Chekhov is like I mean what is going on there you know that's, that's an intense scene absolutely so, absolutely but yeah it's I mean that's that's kind of it I remember when I got into uh, college um, you know I kind of went back and and tried to catch up on some of the TV show and and, and so, you know but I don't know it was I never really got all the way committed and, and, and really really got through it I would love to if I were not in so many different fandoms, mm. I would be that guy who binged TV shows and movies and, and everything over and over and over again. But I've kind of got myself caught up in a couple fandoms where I'm doing, you know, research and, and various things. But, yeah, I guess it's kind of the origin there. And then everyone has always called me Captain Kirk. So I kind of just roll just with that. Just got to roll with it. Nice. I mean, it's, it's in your name. It's an honor. It's a great, great honor. So, I, yeah. Dude, I, I was just thinking about this um, at one point. Like, what if, okay, major what if, just go with me on this one, man. Okay. Yeah. So there is 100% some, some time travel shenanigans that's going on, right? With, with um, original series and, and uh, the movies and everything like that. What, and, and, I mean, you were born, you were born like in the 80s around the same time I was, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Captain Kirk did go back to the 1980s. I'm just saying. Wow. What if what if you're your own grandfather? What if you are one of like Captain Kirk's, you know, descendants, <laughs> progenitors? Uh, I mean, uh, if look, if we're really gonna nerd out here, I'm not gonna lie to you that there have been times, any time that I watch a Star Trek film uh, or even just any of the TV shows, 
I used to walk around, either get on my bike and ride around, or when I was older, I'd get in my car and drive around, and I pretended that I was, that I was that you know what I mean? That I was that I was there, that I was in it, <laughs> that I was facing down, you know, whoever it was, and I had to negotiate with them, and you know, it, it was just, God, I mean, we were, I was making all the commands, and I was going through, you know, the, the shields, and you know, on screen, all of it. I mean, I was just yeah. in my mind pl- playing it out. I was prepping. I was prepping for. What could be if, you know, you never know. You never know when they when they when the Federation may call upon me and say, you know, we need you to join up. Right. So I'll enlist. You need to enlist. Right. You need to sign up, man. The Enterprise, the Federation needs you. They need Captain Kirk. Lord. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or uh, or Captain Kirk's great, 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 great uh-huh. grandfather. Great, great. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's epic. That's so Oh, cool. man. Yeah. yeah, so you were talking a little bit about uh, the movies and, and how Wrath of Khan was like one that you would watch over and over and over again. Um, I can remember, I don't know how I came across it. It, it, just, it just seems like it just appeared, like it just beamed in or something like that with um, the movies. I somehow got my hands on all the original cast member movies on VHS and I think I wore the ribbon out of it like I think to -hmm. the point where I finally like when they came out like on DVD um, I had to get them because like I couldn't watch the VHS's anymore type of thing (laughs) (laughs) right right and uh, Uh. but yeah like that that man that 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 worm man that's freaky well, yeah, and you, you have those things that, that stand out. So, I mean, that was one of the first memories. And then I'm, I was just looking here. I'm trying to remember, I think, and you might have to help refresh me here, but it's um, uh, it's the it's the Undiscovered... Undiscovered um, Country. Undiscovered Country. Mm-hmm. That is one that I remember being kind of bizarre, and I, I don't... I don't know why was it on TV more often or what made what it was, but it seemed to be like it was on more. It's not one of the. I don't really. I've never really looked into rankings or, or you know, which one's better than the than this film or, or whatever. I have my favorite, um, but I remember that being on quite a bit, and, and I remember my mom watching that one because I knew about that one, uh, and I always thought I always I never really. Oh shoot! I better be careful. I better be careful what I say on here. I was I wasn't <laughs> the biggest fan of of that. Uh, of that film, um, maybe that's some people's favorite. But don't worry, if you all yeah. want to hate tweet him or something, but go ahead. It's right there. It's like I got, I got, I got in the visual here. You know, at <laughs> Wampred underscore two M. Just send me the hate. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Undiscovered Country I think is one of the more beloved uh, movies of Star Trek, and. Um, I mean, it's okay. Wow. It's okay that it, if you don't like it. I mean, some people uh-huh. like Search for Spock and Final Frontier, and ooh, those are different movies. And uh, wait a second, what? <laughs> Mike is way off here. I'm way off. Oh my gosh, the Final Frontier. Really, that's not a wow. Final Frontier is uh, Star Trek V, and that was actually directed by William Shatner, and. Uh, it's one of the least favorite in most circles of Star Trek fandom, but it is what it is. Now wait, now re- now refresh me. Is that not the one where um, 
Is that the one where he where where we kind of unfoil a an assassination attempt? That's six. That's undiscovered country. Just kidding, then. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead and flip those bad boys. Go ahead and flip. <laughs> Stop with the hate tweets right now, okay? I just got. I was. I was literally sitting here pulling it up, and I'm like, all right, let me pull these up real quick. And uh, yeah, totally re- reverse a ruski there. Okay. Yeah, Final Frontier is the my one where we goodness. meet like a half brother of Spock, and he's like on this quest to get God a spaceship. Yeah, that's. I'm out. That's the one I was talking about. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, no, no. The. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad I asked that question because there is no way I wanted to go forward with anyone thinking that I wasn't a fan uh, of, of the undiscovered You've been country. redeemed. That, You've been redeemed, my man. Lord. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Although, I mean, the voyage home is, is also, like, come on, what is going on in that film? My God. The Save the Whales movie? I That was something else. That was something else. You know, but, you know what we should do sometime? We should, I mean, we should have, like, I mean, David's already a Star Wars fan. I mean, David runs his own Star Wars, you know, podcast, and you do too, yeah. with all the free time you yep. have. And uh, we should do like like a Star Wars, Star Trek, like I don't know, movie viewing or something, like watch party or something, and just like react, like I'm down, like just react or something. And I don't know. I mean, like I'm kind of a Star Wars fan. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't see why we have why yeah. we have to pick one over the other. I think that's asinine. Ooh, big big no, fancy I, I, Star Trek word. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, no, I, I I I'm totally with you. My my favorite thing when I was at Star Wars Celebration was when I I saw, uh, good lord, I saw I saw the ambassadors walking through Star Wars Celebration with the you know live long and prosper. I was like I lost my mind and I went over as a Star Wars fan and I took pictures and I was just so happy to see them because it's like this is what it's about that is amazing that they showed up to Star Wars Celebration in costume cosplaying uh, came in as a delegation it was fantastic that is fantastic we need more of that we need more of that so yeah 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 I think what was it we were, we were kind of talking about this briefly that um, at a Oh shoot! There was someone at a recent Star Wars celebration. Um, there's something about Han Solo, but then there were some other Trekkies that you saw too. Um, I don't think it was the. I think it was like not this year, but last year was it like the, Chicago the, or, or the, California the, or something? Well, it might have been the first year. It might have been Orlando. Um, that might have been. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. God, what was that though? Who did I? See? Um, yeah, because it's been different. One year I saw, I think that was Orlando, where I saw the delegation come in, I think. Yeah, and I also saw the delegation come in in Chicago, which was hilarious. I saw it both times. But one of those, Orlando or Chicago, um, I saw, oh, my God, who was it? There was a couple Klingons that showed up, and I cannot remember which where it was at, but it was one of the most epic things I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, this... This is the, the real deal. It looked, like, it looked like they had walked off the, you know, right off the screen. Um, speaking Klingon. I, I was, this was, it was, <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you, right? Sure. I mean, uh, so, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was kind of neat. Uh, that's why I love going to conventions because you see all that kind of stuff. You never know who's going to show up from which fandom or whatever because, as you say, you're probably a fan of, of some of 
you know, you may be a diehard Star Trek fan, but uh, when the Star Wars movie comes out, you'll go with your Star Wars buddies and you'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. And then, and then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do the, like, you're, you're gonna show up at Waffle House afterwards, and you're all gonna sit down and have a great council and talk about it for hours into the night. And and that diehard Star Trek fan is gonna make all sorts of comparisons back to, mm-hmm. you know, um, Next Generation and so on. Right. So. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there will be like that philosophical debate of which one's better than the other, you know, and again, kind of dumb. I mean, it's an easy choice. It's Star Trek. I mean, let's be real. Uh, (laughs) Again, uh, (laughs) Captain Kirk over here. I got to I got to I got to put a different hat on today. So, uh. (laughs) Oh, man, Uh, I think I think it'd be kind of fun to like show up as a red shirt to a Star Wars celebration and just like pose like with some stormtroopers or something that's what it was it was um a guy was in a red shirt and he was walking around and he had a lightsaber impaled through his (laughs) chest (laughs) and he was just walking around it was fantastic and he just i mean it was just like the classic sort of and it was just stuck there and you're like that is hilarious that is absolutely super creative um, as if some Jedi just came up and just boom, got him in the chest and it just stuck there. You know, you're like, what? Okay. Uh, was great. Okay. So you have the inside track on this stuff. I mean, you are, you are connected to the force or something, whatever that thing is mm-hmm. called. Right. So you got, you, you have the lowdown on when the next star, star Wars, uh, celebration is. Yeah. So, okay. So it's not going to, it was, it was obviously, uh, because of COVID and everything. It was, um, it was canceled. Um, I'm actually looking at my. Well, I'm wearing today actually my my uh, 40th uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Just, you know, I I need some Star Trek gear though. I that's as I was gearing up for this and I was about to sit down with you. I was like, I have like next to nothing. I have one shirt that I can't find. Um, that was just some you know weird Target T-shirt that I have. But I got to get something. So you might have to you know, guide me in the, in the, in the right direction. But I just got this merchandise from what would have been the Anaheim uh, celebration. So not even next year, they went ahead and said, not, not 2021, they said 2022. So they went right on ahead and said, and that's what they've been kind of doing is saying, you know, we're going to go every other year, not every year. So it kind of makes the event bigger and, and, and better. Uh, they can go super, super grand. And that's fine. It gives me time to build my R two D two unit. So absolutely, I pre- I appreciate that. Uh, is it going to be an Anaheim? So I think it is. Well, uh, that's a great that's a great question. I think it is because they didn't actually officially get to to hold it there, and I think they want to kind of do something with the the park, right? So they they want to do something with the Disney okay. Galaxy's Edge sure. park. I think I think is the plan, um, or a partnership of some kind boost people's interest in that. So I'm pretty sure 2022 it's going to be in Anaheim, and uh, yeah, which what was nice is all of our all of our tickets just rolled right over. So that that was fantastic. So the because I got the Jedi VIP pass, buddy. So I'm gonna make sure <laughs> that that um, I'm not even gonna tell you how much it costs, but um, that's gonna roll over. I don't I don't want to know. The, I don't want to know. Thank the stars. No, you don't. I I don't want to repeat it either. So 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 your tw- <laughs> your 2020 ticket rolled over to 22. Yeah. Holy shnikes. That's awesome. Right. You're, you're in the system. They got your email. Um, they send you a confirmation. Um, the whole thing. Yeah, they went ahead and canceled our hotels and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they kind of took care of all of it, which was nice. Um, there's been some... I feel you know, sometimes those conventions, like the people who are running those conventions, there's so much 
Uh, and, and when you're going to a different convention center with different staff, it's tough. So uh, I remember at Chicago, uh, I think it was Reed Pop, they got some major grief for the way they managed that. And I'll just say this has been this has been this has been great, despite all of the having to, to you know cancel it and everything. Um, the way they rolled everything over and, and sent us our merchandise and all that kind of stuff was was really was really cool. It was, it was really good. That's really cool. So. I, I remember you were you were asking. Um, I, I don't remember if it was just a conversation that you and I had or if it was somewhere else that I was hearing it, but like something along the lines of um, getting more more Star Trek fans, more Trekkies to come out to a Star uh, Star Wars celebration uh, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, if I could swing it in 22, I would totally be down. I mean, is that like a, like a spring thing, a, a fall? Like, when does it usually happen? Uh, so I think it's going to be again in August. I could be wrong. Um, it, it has been anywhere between, let's see, the first year that I went was in May. May is a popular time to have it. For reasons, um, probably. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, right, yeah, obvious reasons. And so I think, although I've been in, I, no, I think that I've been as early as April. So I've been in April and then this was going to be in August. Um, so I think it's going to be in August again though. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Okay. They're, they're kind of keeping that same, that same weekend, just two years away. Um, and they went ahead and booked it, you know, with, with Anaheim and got the convention center ready to go. But I would love, I would love for, for, you know, any of your listeners and for you to, to come out there, man, it would be an absolute blast. You're a little closer than, than I am. I think just a wee bit out there. Just a tidbit, you Just know. So, in the middle uh, of the country type of thing. The, yeah. Well, the south and, part of the middle of the country, but yeah. I fully expect you to come in costume, though. I'm not even going to. I will meet you at the door, and if you are not wearing the costume, <laughs> if you're not dressed up and you're not ready to look like legit command <laughs> a vessel, I'm. you're not walking in the convention center. I, I, will, I will literally bring the Jedi Council, and we will meet you at the are door. Are you going to do like an Order 65 so. on me? Kill all Starfleet yeah, well, officers instead of all Jedi. Uh, I, well, actually, I think Order sixty five is just take this guy to the dressing room and get his cost. Get, 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 gotcha. him, get him in. Get him out there. Get him in uniform. There we I should go. Say. Okay. Uh, get him in uniform. <laughs> we need this guy on the bridge now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but no, that would be really fun. I would love for for more because um, that was one of the funnest. That was that was the that was one of the highlights of celebration was when that delegation walks through and you're like, where did these guys? And what's funny is a lot of them were. Uh, cosplaying or doing something just the day before they were they were a part of the Mandalorian Mercs or the 501st um, but they also are you know super into Star Trek and so I think sometimes uh, for years there's been this sort of like ah you gotta be in one or the other and whatever and it's just like yeah. I, I, I I don't think so and actually I was gonna ask you about this I never got a chance to but like there was I didn't get, I didn't get to see it but it was Mark Hamill um and um, Patrick Stewart, right? We're doing a, what was it? It was a Uber Eats commercial yeah. or something. It was kind of like they were, they, they were teasing the whole idea. I didn't actually see it, though. I, I need to go see the full thing. But they were teasing at this idea that the fandoms, you know, would come that close. And I was like, let's go. That is awesome. Right. In fact, one of the com- so. it's like a, a series of commercials that are out right now for Uber Eats. And I think the first one that I saw uh, Patrick Stewart, who of course plays Captain Jean-Luc Picard, he he has like a cup of of tea, like Earl Grey. It's hot, and it's fantastic. Right. And I think Mark Hamill's like drinking like milk or something in the commercial. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's oh, blue milk, is, but uh, wow, that's great. That's great. Just that by itself, right there. I mean, just having those two standing next. You know, even if they're not next to each other, whatever it may be. You know, cut that way. I, I'm, I'm in. That's I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I did nerd out maybe just a little bit whenever I saw that commercial. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you knew this, um, but like, you know, Star Wars, it's seeing um, certainly like a resurgence, like in in more recent years, right? Like with, like especially like live action Star Wars for the most part, like for like the the folks that aren't like in the trenches, like with the books and the other shows, like on. Um, yeah. like Disney plus and stuff that y'all y'all got um, you know Star Wars land or whatever it's called um, um, at, at Disney and I don't know if you ever yeah. knew this but um, back in like the 80s late 80s early 90s there was a very serious pitch of having a giant and I mean giant like enterprise ship like casino type of thing in Las Vegas. And it was going to have like attractions oh, wow. and rides and stuff like that. And wow. And that that the kibosh, the kibosh got put on that like real quick. Really? Cuz like they didn't think huh. like Star Trek Las Vegas? I mean, really? I mean, yeah. no one's I mean, no one's going to come to Las Vegas and do Star Trek stuff. Like that's very like niche. Like right, don't right. put it in Las Vegas like gambling. And it's it's kind of funny to me because I mean we were just talking about this uh, in one of the more recent episodes, talking about the big Star Trek convention, STLV, Star Trek Las Vegas. I mean, Creation's been putting on the Star Trek um, convention forever, and it's been in Las Vegas for just as long, pretty much. And there used to be like this amazing Star Trek experience. It was just called Star Trek The Experience, and I miss it. I miss the heck out of it. It was um, there for like 10 years, and then they just decommissioned it, and it had like a life-size um, Enterprise and Voyager. It had a history of the future, so you saw like all the costumes, like all the screen-use costumes, like behind glass, and I mean, you saw like Kirk's like original like screen-used um, uniform. It was crazy, man. Like wow, all the movie props. I mean, it was, it was like next level type of thing. Yeah. So, like, can I ask you a question about that? Because I just, I just pulled it up. Um, is that the big? Uh, is that the big official Star Wars? It says official or Star Wars. I, I got gotcha. That happens one more time. You're I out. Mean, I'm out. Uh, the official Star Trek convention, Las Vegas 2020. Yeah, it says. 60 days, 2 hours, 43 minutes, and 37 seconds. Yeah, but who's counting? Um, who's counting, right? <laughs> December 9th through the 13th, 2020. This looks cool. I mean, so I, I was going to ask you because I was like, I really don't know. Like, what are the big, uh, you know, gatherings? Are, are there are there more? Is there more than one? Or is it because Star Wars Celebration just ended up being a one big thing. It's just everyone... Yeah. That, you know, gathers here and that's that, you know. Yeah, like... Um, Is there numerous? I would say, like, some of the more popular big, like, Star Trek events, for the most part, they're going to be, like, your STLV, which is, like, the I think the main one in America, at least, in North America, is um, STLV. And that's... It used to be, uh, like, right around the last weekend for, of July, first weekend of August, uh, but then the Rona 
came around and kind of messed that one up. So they moved it to December for this year, and um, it, it's yet to be seen if it's going to stay in December or if they're going to try and move it back to a July-August time frame like they have been doing. Um, okay. Over in the UK, they have um, a little something-something called um, Destination Star Trek, and that's a pretty cool, cool thing, too. Um, in fact, Destination had um, the very first uh, display of Captain Picard's Admiral uniform from Star Trek Picard that aired just this just this year, earlier this year. And, man, you talk about people, like, taking umpteen gazillion pictures of that sucker. I mean, before the convention was even over, people had, like, patterns of, like, how to put the stupid thing together. It, it was <laughs> It was crazy. So, like... And then, and then there's um, also the cruise. Well, there was the episode we just did um, talking about the cruise. Like I would say, those are probably like the three more popular um, Star Trek events that are happening fairly regularly. And um, Eric and I were were talking at one point, like, "Hey, we should go on a cruise together." Like, can you imagine what that would be like? Just going on a cruise and like recording oh. on the cruise and just having a good time and just like right. nerding out and stuff. I mean, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I just, wow, that would be, all of this looks cool. I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, 2020 was going to be the year where I, I went to like four or five conventions and I went to literally zero, but I was uh, just looking this up. Yeah, uh, this year it looks like, um, well, well, June 2021, Destination Star Trek Germany. Yeah. They've got one uh, there, and you're right. They've got some sick stuff. They've got tons of guests. They've got... Uh, this is it. This that's awesome. This is this is great. There's there's props. There's all sorts of stuff. This is that's next level. That makes me excited. I, I'm gonna have to go, you know, to to, to one of those because that's that is the kind of stuff I would like to see. That I, I I think I would go and, um, yeah, that would, yeah, I may have to really. I'll make a deal with that you. That would be, yeah. I'll make a deal yeah. with you, Captain. Okay. All right. Or Skyhopper or whatever you want to go with. We'll go. We'll we'll go with Captain for okay. now. I'll make a deal with you. I'll I will find a way, whether it's in twenty two or twenty four, to go with you to celebration. Okay. And then you go with me to an STLV. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, let's do it, man. I'm I'm down. Las Vegas is not bad at all. That that actually would be a lot of fun. I think that that would be pretty cool. And I've got some other. Yeah, that would be cool. I've I've only been to Las Vegas twice, and it's I've never done anything Las Vegas esque. So I just kind of roll right through. I don't know what I remember. It was just a road trip. So uh, I'm down. I'll take you up on that. That that would actually be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool to uh, to go there because I do want to go. I've I've always kind of wondered, you know, what it would be like. And God, I would love to see all that stuff. I would love to see the history and, yeah. and to see just some, you know. And the thing that's the yeah. thing that'd be fun about about it too is like, you'd be in my world, I'd be in yours, so to speak, and yeah, and even in like even with like Las Vegas, um, I think some of the listeners know this, and maybe you even remember this as I don't remember, uh, but my my mom used to be a um, concierge at the MGM Grand, so I got to see the non-touristy side of Las Vegas. So, I mean, even if we weren't hanging out on the holodeck or at Quark's Bar or something like that at the convention. We could go like up to the mountains or something, and yeah. and see like a really old tree and have some like wild game burgers or something. Hey now, I mean, it, don't tempt me. <laughs> All right, 
Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that sounds great. I mean, literally, like literally, it sound that actually sounds like a lot of fun. And I, I'm telling you, I, 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 I truly mean that because I feel so deprived of all the cons. I was going to Dragon Con, Jordan Con, Star Wars Celebration, Ice and Fire Con. I mean, man, I had a list. You were going to come to so Dallas too. You were sli- you, come to Dallas. You had a press pass right. for Dallas. Darn right. That's absolutely right. Um. It was it was crazy. We had so many. I have so many vouchers right now with um with with Delta and American Airlines. It's it's crazy. So I need to use them. So we'll have to figure out you know see how things go uh, as we as we get ready to jump into as we get out of 2020 uh, here in the next couple of months and get into 2021. We'll kind of see what the convention schedule looks like. And I'm down to do that for for sure. So we, I, I like how you said. Uh, 2022 or 2024 get, get, give us a little time but i'm down to make that a goal by then uh to, to make it happen make to make it so absolutely we can boldly go and make it so together basically so you know like with this being a a one-year anniversary episode for this podcast um you've had a few one-year anniversaries yourself like with your various projects and i mean i don't know if you've you know if you got like really nostalgic about it or or, you know, you romanticized it at all. But, like, for you, you know, after you completed, like, one year of a project, right? Like, what were some of the the things that were, like, coming to mind for you and, like, things that you hoped that you could do different or, or you know, grow, et cetera, et cetera, with your own projects when you got to that one-year spot? You know, the, the nice thing about a memorial is that you do have a, uh, a, it's almost like you set aside a little bit of time, we're almost programmed to, to think back on the past year and as you're doing, right? And you, you get kind of, yeah, you start to reminisce and, and this is a marker and you came this far, what's next? How, you know, how do you keep going? I guarantee, um, and I know just by listening myself and, and by talking to a couple other uh, friends who listen and, and having a buddy, who's been on the show that this show has made an impact, you know? And I think when you think about something that's meaningful, it, it makes an impact and it makes a positive impact. And so that's, that, that to me is, is what I think is, is important to kind of think about, you know, have you done that? How are you going to continue to do that and find joy in that? If that, if that makes sense, because and, and the other part is, too, is, is don't overthink it because just along the way, I get caught up sometimes in thinking too far ahead and, and then also reflecting back to the beginning and you forget to kind of just live right in the moment. You know what I mean? And, and just be uh, attention on the deck, just, just, just to be like looking around and, and enjoying the actual experience, um, the actual ride. So... I guess that's what I would would encourage you to do is, and that, that and that's a balancing act, right? I mean, that's so many different things, yeah. uh, right yeah. there, right? You're, you're 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 reflecting, you're looking forward, but you're also trying to live in the moment. How do we do it? No one does it, right? No one does it perfect, and that's sort of what it's what it's about. And at some points, I think, and having done podcasting for multiple years, um, I've gotten caught up in either looking too far ahead or looking too far back, uh, or not focusing on the moment and then also not really prioritizing my goal of just having a good time 
and uh, making a positive impact in the world. And that's what you're doing. Your voice is going out there and your your people are enjoying uh, the show and listening and, and interacting and you're building community. And to me, I think that's what's most important. I really think the friendships and the relationships that we kind of can develop along the way, um, they're, they're, they're amazing. I, I, I can tell you from, from my projects and just from meeting you that that's one of those. You know what I mean? I would not be uh, sitting here, right? I mean, if, like had I not have started this journey long ago, uh, our paths would not have would not have crossed. And so you just kind of have to to go with it, you know, and yet, yet you have you do have to go boldly mm-hmm. and and just see what uh, what you're going to find out there. And just that's that's the thing. And it, it kind of fits into your into, into the whole theme of 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 um, Star Trek and, and moving, you know, forward and, and, uh, and discovering, you know, just new territories and things. So, the thing that's that's yeah. kind of crazy too, like looking back at, you know, the dear listeners that that tune in, that hang out in listener land to this show, is that I would not have dreamed of people on other continents in the first year even listening to this dang show. I mean, like I just expected, you know, like some of our like mutual friends just supporting it just you know, just to give me a download or something like that, but people I've never met, period. Like people in Germany and Finland. Um, I think there's like one or two from like Russia. It's crazy. And like New Ze- I think New Zealand and Australia. Um, in fact there was there was one person from um, um, from up that listened and we had started and we kind of stopped, but when I mean, we did stop doing um, a Stargate podcast, we had started doing that and then we ran into some technical issues, but like, yeah, even that, like that brought us together. So like, it's just, it's to me, it's just wild that, you know, you just talking to me in the studio and then my love of Star Trek and being able to, get connected to other amazing people across this giant globe, you know, that is made that much smaller just because of a microphone and technology. It's, it's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, and it's one of those things that like, if it's there, if it's a tool, like I often, so b- being um, a teacher, I think about all of the social media tools and the things that we have uh, at our disposal they're there and if we don't use them for good um they can be corrupted and they can they can be used for for purposes that i don't think are um productive to our society and to and and to mankind so i I, when i think about that i'm like yeah i'm I'm completely okay with with uh, hopping on a microphone and and trying to encourage someone and hopefully um something I say or even just our honesty sometimes and what is going on in our daily lives or or our escape you know to these other fandoms will help people maybe we can bring we open the door uh, and we, we invite them to, to, to come with us and that may be what they need that day and that may actually impact a whole other group of people around them and I, I think another thing to remember is that and and I've flat out I'm talking to one I'm talking to, to, to Chase here who's been listening to uh, up for years and when you guys send us that positive feedback or when we hear uh, encouraging things from you it lifts us up and it gives us kind of that 
uh, oomph to, to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if people, you, you always wonder, you know, how do you support a show right there? That is, that is the easiest way. It's just to let the, the host or whoever know or just to reach out and even start. You don't have to. Uh, it can even just be commenting on something that they said and, and interacting and, and uh, elevating the conversation in some way. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes such a long way. So, it, yeah. Uh, I, it, it's, this is like really hitting a spot for me right now. And I'm debating how, how deep I want to go with this. <laughs> to, to to boldly go or, or not, you know, I'll just keep saying it. Well, I mean, I, I can't. Again, this is this is a Star Trek show, and I've told you, as like in in some of our our private messages that we've had, like whether it's been a phone call, a text, a, a Facebook message, or, or just us being in the same space at the same time. just how much um, up has meant to me and how man this is hard there were some very dark and stressful times that I was going through yeah and the two hours I would be driving like one way for work and that was one benefit of driving for two hours your, your episodes are at least two hours long and yeah. just how much of a weight that lifted for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I even this week has been very stressful for me. And, you know, turning on like an episode of, of some Star Trek or, or listening to a podcast or some music that I might enjoy like that's if I can just do that for one person out there that's listening like lift lift their spirits for you know an hour two hours I feel like I've done my job I feel like I can sleep a little bit better and yeah and I don't know if I've done that yet well my friend I and that it, you know the, the thing is I, I think um, well I'll, I'll be honest so until people and this is what's interesting right about 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 a one year kind of uh, marker is that for the longest time uh, I, I was podcasting for years before I started up and I didn't have anything you know until like you know people like you reached out to to, to, to Lane and I I wasn't quite sure what was what was happening either and there's always this kind of oh it's almost like a barrier or something it's just like where you're like I'm just gonna listen and consume and they probably have a, a tons of people like reaching out, talking to them or whatever. And I always try, and I, I used to not say it. I used to not say, hey, hit, hit us up. We'd love to talk to you, whatever. I used to not kind of do that. And um, now it's all I want. You know, it's, it's, and I say it, um, and when you say it often and you let people know, they will. And over time, uh, they become comfortable enough to where they will reach out because I totally think that you have done that. Um, and I think. I mean, I, I know for a fact, like just in talking to my buddy, you know, David, that like it's you know, like it's a good place. This is a good, safe place to come and talk. You know, I don't feel what's interesting is I'm not a huge, you know, Trekkie. I don't know a whole a, you know, lot about it, but like you completely 100 percent make me feel welcome showing up here, you know, uh, walking right into the fandom and just saying, hey, what's up? How's it going? And that is that's wonderful. 
And that is something that you naturally can do as you, as you make people feel at home. I mean, being Lord of the Mark uh, and, and then us kind of having our, I mean, really, you know, we, we showed up right at your home and I tell you, like, that was, that was great. That was, that was a just put your feet up, sit down, have a good time. And that is who you are. And we had so many uppers and Lane and I came out and um, I remember when we were driving back, we said, uh, cause, oh gosh, we were, we were wore out. We were kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, you, you, we don't know. Um, like we knew you, but we didn't know everyone who was showing up and you get kind of like, oh man, this is going to be, but we were so happy that we had gone all that way. And your hospitality was, was amazing. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it was wonderful, you know? And I just think that's something we all got to keep in mind, right? Is we're all human. We're all struggling with things. Just as you said, you know, you're, you're struggling with stuff and there, there are times where, you know, life is hard, family, life is hitting, um, in ways that it's, it's sometimes it's very personal and we don't want to, and we can't, uh, you know, share it with everyone. Yeah. Uh, and I think we just need more of that grace and understanding and that up uplifting kind of positive spirit. And I definitely think you bring that. And that's, that's the thing going forward. That's gotta be, you continue to be flamed because as much as like we do that, and I truly think on up that we do that. And I, I'm so happy that we do. It's the spirit of, of the show. I think you do that here, but we always need kind of, um, it's, it's never a bad thing to have those reminders and these, these moments right now at your, at your one year anniversary where you kind of stop and you think about that and you think, how can we improve, make it better, refocus. And, and then honestly, this is, this is like the beacon, right. That goes out to, to listeners yeah. where, um, hopefully, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a moment where we're not talking. I mean, we haven't talked much Trek at all, really. Um, you know, uh, but, but it's, it's more about connection mm-hmm. and it's more about our stories. And it's interesting that that is sort of, um, our stories can relate to what happens to Picard and Kirk and, and, and others in, in that fandom. So, you know, we want that same type of connection between our listeners. And so I think, you know, moving forward, that's that's going to be something that you're going to have. And because you naturally are that that guy. So one thing one I yeah. appreciate that as I really do. Um, I don't I don't know if if you find yourself like maybe asking yourself or, or maybe struggling with this, you know, like being a podcaster, it's it's I mean, it, it's entertainment, right? I mean, like you're you're an entertainer to a certain extent. I mean, whether you're doing it like a book club setup, like, you know, you're doing with most of your projects or it's me just, you know, talking Trek, like just whatever, yeah. whatever I feel like talking about week to week or whatever, episode to episode. Do you, one thing I've been, I've been kind of maybe in my head about when it comes to, I don't want to say just the show. Cause like, I don't want to like paint myself into a, a corner, but like, like just maybe like the, like the, like how vulnerable do you allow yourself to be? And I don't want this to turn into a counseling session. I do that enough during the day, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, I think that there's like something important about that, but like how much do you allow or not allow? Like what's that balance look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I'll, and, and to be honest with you, I have learned a lot uh, about that. I'm not trying to sound like, uh, you know, whatever, but like doing numerous projects and having very different experiences on very different projects. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because 
I, I would say it also kind of sometimes depends on the content. You know, stuff that like Lane and I talk about, I think it's more just the way Tolkien, that fandom works. It almost um, beckons a, a, a vulnerability. And other fandoms that I'm in, not as much. And also, it does kind of, I don't know, it just, it just, it does vary a little bit. I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think we need more of it uh, in, in, in the world that we live sure. in. I really do. Because I think so many people are so afraid of either, like, re, there's just reactions of, of, of other people. And truly, we're all dealing with a lot of the same things. And we have a lot of these, you know, these similar thoughts and, and issues and problems uh, that we are facing. And it's nice to know someone else is going through the same thing. Um, and then now, I, 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 and, uh, hey, you're, you're the counselor, but <laughs> I, I, I would say, you know, you take that to a certain extent. It's nice to kind of connect in that way, but then move forward and find a way to, to, to grow and better yourself and talk about that and be positive and, and connect. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a great thing is to have those types of um, connections. So I would say as much as you're comfortable with, you know, some people, and I, and I, I, I'm a, I'm also a great consumer. I love to consume, uh, YouTube content and, and, and other podcasts and some of them, you know, they're the, as, as vulnerable as they'll get. It's once in a great while I listen to, for example, I don't know if this is going to be a cardinal sin on this podcast or not. Um, but I, but I listen to rebel force radio, which is a star Trek okay. podcast. Sure. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Star Star Wars? <laughs> you see what you got me doing? You're welcome. You see what you got me? You got me. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you're welcome. You, you've almost lulled me in here, and I'm 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 not gonna be able to get back to a galaxy far, far away. I mean, Come what on. is going on? <laughs> Come on, uh, let's go. <laughs> but no, um, so so those so, so so those guys though, it's like, you know, I I listen to them. Um, gosh, I mean, whenever their episode comes out, I I consume it, I listen, and it's once in a great while that they are really truly what you would kind of what I think most people would think is is vulnerable but then I I my counter well I get not really a counter who am I countering here myself yes um, absolutely uh, all right, so, okay all right um, but like they'll talk about their their toy collecting right these are these you know they're they're in their 50s right and they they have these awesome epic toy collections and I work with people who would think that is just so ridiculous and would say, grow up, right? But these are family guys. They've got kids. Um, they're, I mean, they're professionals, you know, but like in a sense to come on a podcast and to be a host of a show where you're going to dive in real deep to a fandom, you do have to be a little bit vulnerable. And you also have to have some confidence about yourself too, to say, look, this is cool. And and, and more and more I've been embracing that because I think I, there, there's a huge group of people out there who are like, yeah, I didn't fit into this sport or that society or, or that club. I was into Star Trek. Mm -hmm. I was into Star Wars. Um, and that's awesome. That's awesome because yeah. you're, you're probably a good person in my book. <laughs> it was Eric and I have talked about this before um, in some of our, our voyages together. And Eric and I, we did, we did Boy Scouts together. Like that was kind of how we connected mm -hmm. and uh, we were um, officers in um, a program called Order of the Arrow together and of course you were yeah of course we were and um, <laughs> it wasn't until college that was when I discovered Star Trek 
to be completely honest, like in earnest. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't know anyone that was into Star Trek, and I don't remember how we got on, uh, got to talking about it, but we did, and I became like pretty much his, like one of his only Star Trek fans, and right. that was an outlet for the pair of us to be able to like really talk about, discuss Star Trek, and you know, life just happens, and we just kind of like went away. Um, in much the same way, like a lot of friendships, like you just kind of, kind of grow apart, and then you might come back, and that's what happened. Like yeah. Eric yeah. and I, we we reconnected recently because I just I'm like I knew he was into Star Trek, and I wanted to talk Star Trek with him. I'm like, hey, come on the podcast, let's do it, and boom, here we are. Right. You know, he's he's a regular to um, you know talk Trek with me, and it's it's fantastic um, having those experiences, and I yeah. can remember. Um, earlier this year, we were doing um, like weekly reviews of Star Trek Picard. Um, did you did you ever watch Star Trek Picard or, or heard of it at all? I, I did not. I, I got I got a chance. I started the like I got I got to watch the first one. Um, I got why haven't I? It's uh, a great question. I I need to because I, I was super excited for it, but no, I haven't. I haven't okay, so no, no big deal. But like, so we were watching it. And, you know, we're, we're giving our likes or dislikes over the, the episodes and, like, really getting into it. And there was, like, a part, like, I think I got, like, really emotional and, like, about something. And I think the, the listeners will remember this is whenever I was talking about, you know, what happened to Picard in the, the season finale. And, and Eric kind of called me on it in, in, a, in a nice way. I mean he plays devil devil's advocate from time to time. And he's yeah. like, well, why is it okay in this instance, but not this one? And I'm like, because it's the lore. It's the lore for crying out loud. And, um, I felt like really, um, just being honest, since we've just been talking about vulnerability, I felt really yeah. naked. Yeah. Like I felt yeah. really naked kind of just giving like my honest unfiltered opinion. And it was kind of weird. I mean, yeah. I'm like, am I going to lose listeners for this sort of thing? And I don't think I did, but it was a really weird experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that that is sort of um gosh, that that god well, for example, um in in numerous fandoms, whether it's season 8 of Game of Thrones or it's The Rise of Skywalker or it's, you know, recently Lane and I were talking about Nudity and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. My, I mean, you talked about being naked. Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just go full circle with this. Um, full circle, baby. Full circle. Here <laughs> oh, we go. Oh goodness! Wow. Time to bold to but, go. But it, yeah. When, when you, there are times I think where, and that's that. That comes down to the individual when you pick and choose and you decide. You know what? This is worth me actually being really just. I because I, you get really um, oh, like you're, you're super passionate about it you super believe in it you you are behind a cause or an idea um or something that took place in that fandom and that is okay uh like and it's and it's also it's it's okay to kind of talk through those things you know when the last jedi came out and everyone was super upset about luke skywalker we had people raging um now i had my own personal uh thoughts about it that were pretty extreme but i also had to think about the seat that I was sitting in a little bit, right? And and that's okay, because like, at first I didn't think about that. At first it's just the show. I'm just going to say what I want to say, and that's fine. And you're, you're definitely allowed to. 
But then I started to kind of kind of think about what I do as a content creator and as a podcasting host. And I was like, I need to go back and watch this a few more times, think about this a little bit more, and hear what everyone else is saying about it. Um, and be vulnerable and say, like, look, acknowledge all these other things and share with folks what I think about it versus just pushing my own thoughts and what, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think there's there's a balance. And that, that kind of comes over, over time. Now, are, are there times where you're just doing a reaction like, oh, for crying out loud. I mean, sometimes we would do the like, <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian reactions and I'd be like, what in the world, you know, was this character doing here? And that didn't make any sense or whatever. And really, maybe it did. I was just doing a hot take, you know, reaction and I, I missed something, you know. So those are okay. And people will kind of forgive you you know, for those things. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with like, if you're super passionate about it and you're behind it, uh, I think people are going to hear you on that. And you got to look at like, I think people's, um, uh, or, you know, whether it's a content creator, whoever, like their whole body of work, like their whole life. Right. right. Um, sometimes we would get Ravens on, on our game of Thrones podcast. And, and it would be like, it's one Raven from this one guy who is pissed about this one thing, but he has sent us 20 plus Ravens about everything else that were super epic that we agreed with and there's one raven that just sticks and we're like wow mm -hmm. but we gotta acknowledge that we gotta we get we gotta talk through that because that's okay that's 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 important to that individual and they 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 are behind that just the same way that you were with the finale uh with with picard you know so i don't know i, I think it's fine i think that's okay and sure. i think people i think people get excited about that i think when they're when the host gets you know fired up about something and, and here recently lane uh on an unexpected podcast has been very fired up over a few things and i think people like it. the one clickbait.com right, let's go they like they're they're behind them uh <laughs> marshall the truth let's go get get everybody armored up um because at the same time uh over over two and a half years you've heard this guy also be very fair and and listen to both sides and and stuff and you also know that, as you said, podcasting is it's it's entertaining, right? You know, we're meant to fire. Sometimes we want you to go to the water cooler right. at work, and, and and I want you to talk about you know what uh, you know what as and Chase were just you know right. uh, having added about something, and uh, hopefully you know spurs a little escape at the water cooler there at work. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know what you mean, for sure, and. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 fun what we get to do and and the adventures that we get to go on with our with our listeners and you know everyone that is hearing my voice right now, hearing Ez's voice right now. Um, you guys have no idea how valuable y'all are and and what y'all bring to this show just by listening. Um, if I haven't said thank you enough, thank you. There you go. There's your official thank you for listening type of thing and. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's the, the thing the thing I love about about Star Trek and by extension like Star Wars and really any fandom is just the passion. The passion that that our fans and by our I mean like the fandoms fans, right? Mm -hmm. Like that they bring like every single week like Star Trek's been around for 50 plus years now. We're we're you know next August. I mean, we just celebrated what was it, 54 years, I think. Yeah, wow. September 8th yeah. would have been 54 years. So, 
I mean, good grief. We've been around for a while. I mean, there's like 54 years worth of content that we have to sift through and people are still eating that stuff up much the same way that people are eating up, you know, Star Wars 40 years, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? 19. Well, it was 1970. 77. 77. Yeah. Yep. Seven. Yep. 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 And just like. The fact the fact that there is passion, you know, half a century later for our respective our respective fandoms, speaks volumes. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. like this could have like ended and that would have been it, and it just would have been like niche um, um, cult followings, basically. I mean, truthfully, yeah. Star Trek was a cult following; otherwise, it, we wouldn't have had movies. I mean, the show got canceled after three seasons for crying out loud, and then went into syndication and reruns and it got it got a new life that way and we got the animated series and like all the movies and all the spin-offs that we have now so i mean that's yeah. that's wild right there so it's passion yeah it's, it's it was that passion that drive that we yeah. kind of said no we want more of this yeah we need more yeah. not just we want more we need more yo right hook us up yeah come on now mm-hmm. so yeah <clears throat> well with it, with with Star Trek and Star Wars, it does get a lot of a lot of crap, um, like we were kind of talking about at one point, and um, you know turf wars and things like that. And I guess we we gotta we gotta do like a little bit of a rumble real quick, kind of switching gears. Okay. 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 All right. First off, are you familiar with the Borg? Yes, a little bit. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So they assimilate things. Right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Real talk time. Who would win? The Death Star versus a Borg cube. Oh, wow. So so Borg cube, the Borg, they can they can they can assimilate pretty much anything that is shot at right. them. They can, they can convert people, type of thing, and the Death Star can just shoot a really, really powerful laser gun, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Get, go, go into the Borg a little bit here. So, okay. um, what are all their? I mean, what are their? Because I'll tell you right now, with the there, there is there's one vulnerability, on only one, to the Death Star. Only one, my friend. <laughs> I get that you got this Borg technology. I understand that, <laughs> but there, there. I mean, there, it, it it literally killed Rogue Squadron. All right, to get these plans into the hands of the Rebel Alliance, and um, it it took it took someone who was chosen by the Force, guided, right, mm-hmm. by uh, a space wizard. Okay, yeah, on the side, space wizard, yeah, who switched off his targeting computer. Okay, okay. And he, and he bullseyed a womp rat mm-hmm. that was no bigger than, than two meters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't... So, now, unless... I guess what the, the argument would be that the Borg... If you get your hands on a Luke Skywalker, if you get your hand, I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, assimilation happens. There's that. Um, of course, there's a lot of other ways, too, right? I mean, you could just... Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I, so, so what, 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 what are their, what's the Borg's weaknesses? You know, what's, what, what's the weakness there? Uh, I mean, I guess it would have to be like physical combat to, to a certain extent, because I mean, if you, I mean, I'm just, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if the Borg could assimilate, um, or, or not assimilate, if they could adapt to a, um, a lightsaber attack. Like, would mm. I'm wondering if they could adapt to like kyber crystals or something. Uh, I said that right. Yeah. Like kyber crystals yeah. power the lightsabers, right? Yeah, that's there right. I, guess. Yep. Yeah, I know yep. a little something, something. Here you go. Yeah. Come on now. Uh huh. So I'm wondering because, like, I mean, we got phasers. So, like, you can shoot like a phaser, a phaser rifle type of thing, and after like maybe two or three shots, you know, they've adapted and. You can rotate your your modulation all you want. They're going to adapt to it. So I'm wondering, like, if if like a lightsaber, like tried slicing them, if they could adapt to that eventually. And I think they could, but I think like snapping their neck, you know, type of thing. Um, I think that's like the main main vulnerability for the most part, and like uploading stuff into the hive mind because they're all part of a hive mind basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you could infect the way that they think somehow, I mean, you could probably, maybe, maybe you could do some Jedi mind tricks on them. I don't know. Well, now wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. Cause that, that you think about the Jedi mind trick and you think about, I was actually, before you said that, I was thinking just about the nature of the force, um, you know, and, and whether one, a being who, uh, was perhaps outside of the force mm-hmm. would have any any way uh, uh, to you know to assimilate or to you know like what's what's like how would they counter a force push force powers and, and, and so on you know sure um, that might be the, the the one thing just because there's you know the, I don't know the force is kind of a uh, it's not like your phase, or it's not. There's not something. I don't know though. I mean, the force goes back. I, I'm trying to play. I'm going back and forth here. You, you know, it, there's midichlorians involved, and, and I thought we weren't allowed to talk about uh, midichlorians anymore. Is that a thing? No, uh, it's, it shouldn't. <laughs> it, it, it probably shouldn't be. I, I like to bring it up from time to time just to ruffle people's feathers. But sure. Uh, you know, now again though, the the, the force and midichlorians are not one and the same. People think that they are. And so you've got the cosmic force and the living force. So it's it's this energy. It's an Sur- energy that, that I surrounds don't believe, us and binds us. Yeah, and I don't believe it can be uh, that, that it can't be um, taken by force, or that it can't be turned, uh, or that it can't be you know countered. The only thing that can counter the force is the force. Okay, you know, which is a. So, so, weird thing to think about. So let me let me show you this little image that I that I happened upon right. recently. Right. And let, maybe maybe we can talk this through. We can like storyboard it. We can we can whatever. Okay. So do you see this? Mm-hmm. You see this? I see it. Yes. Okay. So we have a Borg cube. And we have the Death Star. Okay. Death Star mm-hmm. booms the Borg cube. I don't know. What do you think? 
So now, now, when it first hits that that cube, mm-hmm. why is it not destroying the cube? Well, it it so did right like, here. Like with the fate. Right. Oh, it did. Okay, I didn't see the first two. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. There. It did okay, right okay, there. Okay, okay. Got it. Okay. All right. Got it. And that so like first one goes boom, and then another one shows up. So it would take us. It would. T- I get it. It would take. Because um, they're they're all up. They're all uploaded. They're gonna pass that on. Next cube comes over. It's got defenses. It's it's. This is just one theory, though, that uh-huh. that a board cube could overtake the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. So when when okay, and I'm just thinking about phasers and stuff in in Star Trek and how. So how were, what was the, how were they defeated? I mean, not defeated, defeated, but you know, like what is the, like you said, it was just the actual physical combat, but then they're never truly defeated, right? I mean, they, everything that they gained or learned from that is then, you know, watch out for the next cube to show up. Basically, basically, yeah. And like even, even looking at um, like uh, Star Trek First Contact, for example, like the, I mean, I think the the statute of limitations on on freaking spoilers is over since that came out in '96 for crying yeah, out loud. But yeah. you know, even with that, like they just killed the the queen, and that basically you know messed up the whole hive mind, and they were lost on what to do by having mm-hmm. killed the 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 queen. So I guess you could take out the queen and be fine, but somehow like through intellect, ingenuity, creative thinking, which I love about Star Trek, they were able to overcome. Like, they worked together as a team, intellect, creative thinking, ingenuity, that sort of thing, and somehow tripped a circuit. So, I don't know, like, I'm just... So, I, I, I'll give... I'll, I, I will give the whole laser argument, possibly, you know, being destroyed, passing on how to create defensive, all, all that kind of stuff. But I, I'll, uh, Darth Vader says, you know, when, when he's talking about, um, you know, whether or not they should use this space station and use it to its, its fully operational, use it with all of its power. He says that the ability to destroy a planet is insignificant to the power of the force. Now, I don't even think like in, in, in Star Wars, we've not even really fully... Um, that we fully understand all we've seen force users and just individuals who can wield the force so if we're just talking about the Death Star and just machine on machine yes the board could probably take it probably but uh, a group of force users uh, those who were or, or a station that was um, well for example in Legends, uh, you had Centerpoint Station and other stations that were more, uh, like more advanced and were created with the Force. Force users also um, were integrated in their computer systems. I think there is maybe, you know, a better case for for one of those devices to be more effective or, uh, you know, to to avoid some of the, I'll call it what it is, Borg trickery. All right. I don't know what this 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 whole deal is with the with assimilation and learning and uploading sure. stuff to the hive. It sounds like a bunch of, 
you know, you talk about Jedi mind tricks, it sounds like a bunch of Borg trickery. Sure, sure. Why not? But I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you the Death Star though. But, but I think when I think about the, the Force, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That, um, yeah. Because I was gonna say it would at least destroy the first cube. I mean, in, in that image you showed me, right? I mean, the idea it would destroy that cube. Yeah. Um, now from there, other cubes that show up, would we have issues with that? Because the the Death Star is not adapting; it's not changing strategy or, 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 or you know, or anything like that. So you know. And what you know, what's crazy is all they got to do is send a guy in an X-wing, you know. Right. Right. I mean, it's just, it's not that hard, actually. So. No. No. It. it <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of the rebellion, so. You know, I, I, I'm I'm very much like okay with giving up the Death Star argument and saying, eh, now you ask other people who are diehard Empire people and they're gonna they're gonna fight you tooth and nail and wonder why I'm not doing the same. Uh, Luke Luke did it, and again, now I'm not I'm not downplaying what Luke did, uh, at all. But um, I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, you know. Lando basically did the same dang thing in Empire. Was it was wow. that Empire or was that Return? I'm sorry, Return, of the, Return, or, yeah, yeah, Return yeah, in. in uh-huh. With a second Death Star. I mean, he basically did the same thing. He just flew inside and did the same thing that Luke did. Right, he did. He yeah, but and he it, lost it, and he lost them. the dish. He did lose the dish, and and uh, he did spring the trap. I mean, he did call off the the attack when there was a trap. Um, but uh, Lando couldn't have done it alone. Well, he, I mean, really, the guy who saves the day both times is Han Solo, and, right? I mean, Han Solo. Uh, with the shield generator, and then also, you're all clear, kid. You know, you know what would have been fantastic. You know, is is if um, Scotty or any of the engineers on any of the ships just yeah. did something. They perform surgery like on a on a torpedo, right, to where it would home uh-huh. in on this reactor, so you could safely shoot it, and it would be drawn to it and go boom. That's it. So like that's what they would have done. I know that's Trek. what they would have done. Exactly what they would have done. They yes. would have been back at yeah. the starbase, like just having a right. drink, having a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, have fun, y'all. Everyone's safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Death Star. It's so. It's almost a joke now in in, in Star Wars. My gosh, it's crazy. Well, but the Borg. I you know that's interesting. I'm not, you 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 peaked sort. Uh, I've been wanting to kind of rewatch uh, as well and kind of go back and, and learn more about that. Uh, just just to go back and rewatch all the Star Trek uh, films. I haven't had a chance to do that in a long time. I think I would very much like, like you should to do, do that. It. Are they pretty prevalent in the TV show? The Borg? Yeah. The Borg? Um, okay. So Borg show up uh, for the first time. Um, what is that? End of... The, I think it's like near the end of season two, just as like as a teaser. But then they really show up in full force in, um, I believe that's uh, the season three finale, season four premiere, best of both worlds, part one and two for next gen. Um, okay. So that's really where we really see them um, like raining fire and doing some, some gnarly stuff for the most part. And then they're the big bad in, in first contact. And then they, yeah, yeah, they really show up in like the, more and more in the back half of Star Trek Voyager is where you're really going to see in the most. So, um, okay, yeah, 
I'm down to have a part two to this. I'm gonna go do my Borg research and, uh, you know, see if I can't analyze a another weakness or something else. Uh, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd I'd love to to do that. I mean, I've done a Trek Wars episode with um, with David before. Um, one yeah. of the earlier episodes, I think, of this show, and uh, that was that was a fun time. I think we. I don't remember if we touched on the Borg or not, but um, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to do like another Trek Wars um, episode two, you know, Attack of the Borg or or whatever we want to call it <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. I'm down. I'm down. I got you. That yeah, you fired me up here. Well, I need to go. Where? Gosh, it used to be. What was the streaming service? I used to be able to, to watch them all on. Um, I thought it was Netflix or something. I was able to. I was plowing through some, most, some Star Trek. Most but. of them are still on on Netflix. Like so, I know. Really? Um, actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure everything except for the animated series is on Netflix. If I'm not mistaken, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's cool. That or um, like Amazon Prime. I think Hulu might have it. CBS All Access definitely has it too. But I mean, most I think most people watch it on Netflix. To be completely honest with you. <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of yeah, sad is. because CBS All Access is like the home of Star Trek. Right, pretty much. Where it's at, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, that's awesome. um, we have talked about pretty much everything but Star Trek, it would seem. And uh, I mean, we've had we've had a little bit here and there, and um, you know, getting real and kind of being vulnerable about a couple different things and you know before we start to um you know mosey on so to speak um any like any words of encouragement any anything that maybe you wish you would have known um maybe at the beginning or or that you'd like to pass on as as someone starts like a year two of a podcast really just anything well, yeah, no, I th- I think the the keep doing it, keep going, you know that's it seems really simple, um, but if you're having fun and, and and I guess that's the condition, right? Uh, number one, it's gotta have, you have to it has to come from a place of passion and joy. Um, I've actually tried to podcast about things that I'm like not that into or I'm really not feeling it, and it's just like it's tough. It's 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 tough, and I know that you're passionate about this fandom, and and people can tell that and. Um, it's in your whole setup and it's in, it's in the intro, it's in the outro, it's in everything. And it's, it's great. And you're going to continue to just keep in, improving it. And that's, that's the, that's the other thing is, is nothing has to be perfect out the gate. Nothing has to be every <laughs> single day. We, we, we were talking, gosh, we were talking just last, last weekend about all the fine tuning, you know, my favorite thing about, uh, you know, about, about Scotty and, and about, uh, Han and Chewie is they're always working on the ship. Always. 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 The ship is never completely in, like in, in prime condition. Um, and so I, I always think just keep doing that. Just keep working away because it's fun. And, and, that's, and that's what you're enjoying. Now, and then when you need, you know, you'll get in those grooves where just content's coming and it's flowing and you're just having a good time. Um, and when you get into kind of a lull, uh, you say, all right, let me let me look at the ship real quick. Let me see what's going on with the engines here, and let's just take a take a quick yeah. uh, gander and 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 go back and, and assess that. I find that to be fun. Some people don't, and that's that's okay. Um, but I would just say keep doing it. Just keep going. Uh, li- live in the moment as much as you can. 
Uh, don't get too caught up. I know, like I said in the beginning, I had you, I had you going, looking far ahead, reminiscing, thinking <laughs> back, and living in the moment. It's 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 all something, but it is all part of the ride. It it it, it truly is all the emotion. So um, I would just say, stick with it. Keep you know, keep reaching out to your listeners. Keep trying to build that community, and um, let let your passion drive you. A lot of times, I we. One of the one of the best things that I've allowed myself to do is when you get into a structure, you get into a, this is how we're going to run the show for, yeah, you know, this year or whatever. Allowing myself to say I'm really fired up about something. Let's and I want to change it, but I'm worried about what people are going to think. If you're fired up about it and you're passionate about it, uh, something George Lucas has taught me and that I've learned from him is is to be bold, to fear not. Uh, to be brave, to have courage, and just go with it and do it. Uh, it, Not everyone's going to like it, and some people it's going to be kind of maybe a disruption or whatever, but it all comes back to passion, right? It all comes back to this drive uh, where you're you're, you're fired up about it, and if that's motivating and moving the podcast forward, everything else will be fine. Truly it will. Yeah, I I remember um, when we started this, this show a year ago, and I had like this grandiose idea of like how I was going to, um, how I was going to do things and, and like all the sound effects and, and the stuff. And I mean, there's a plethora of websites out there for you to just to like rip and, and download all these sound effects for like podcasting or just anything really that you want to do with Star Trek. And man, I listened to the first episode, I think it's like episode zero and I'm like, what was I thinking on episode zero, man? Like, yeah, what was I thinking? You actually did that, Chase? And I mean, it's there. It's part of the show history. It's there. And like you were saying, yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, yeah. And people are going to listen. And if they like it, if they're like, okay, maybe I'll give it another shot, then, you know, hopefully they give, like, giving a show a shot, you know, each and every time is is what it's all about as far as i'm concerned and um like we've made um gosh what is it i think it's like 40 46 close to 50 episodes um over this last year um yeah 21 of which um have been like for the main show um like with our main our main content like some of that's been like reviews some of of like week after week new releases some of it's been star trek news and it's been it's been a wild ride just doing that kind of stuff and like trying to figure out like what works what doesn't work and um anyways i feel like i got i got off track with myself but um no i think you're i think you're, you what you're saying is is that you try something yeah and yeah and then you're you're working on the ship and i think that's great i think that's people can, and you, that's why also too where it's it's all it's always great to get that feedback from folks who you like that aspect awesome let's fine-tune that keep that as a focus and, and move forward and and always have that uh you know the engines powered by passion for sure for sure yeah well captain kirk thank you for uh, for beaming aboard with us today <laughs> it's um it's been a pleasure being able to to sit down and have a conversation i've been I've been looking forward to this day for a while um, to be able to um, have you on the show and just talk about something. And I would love it if, if and when your your schedule allows to um, have another conversation about the Borg or or um, if you end up watching an episode of something and you just really want to talk about it, then let's talk about it. 
I, I tell you what I'd like to talk about sometime is I would love to talk about the Wrath of Khan and then I would love to also talk about um, uh, what, 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 what's the opposite? Is it, was it Into Darkness? Was that the... Yeah, the, the, um, the J.J. Trek version. Yeah. 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 You want to you wanna compare and love, contrast those two? I would love to do that sometime, and I would love to share, share a, a story with you at some point about that that is pretty... Um, Eh, just yeah, it's it it'll, it'll hit home. It's it's fun. Uh, it's fun. It's deep. It's got layers. I'd love to talk about that because yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Let's not just make it a dream. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah, like I'm down. I remember I remember when that came out, and I remember watching it at midnight. So yeah, we could definitely have a fun conversation talking about Into Darkness and one of my favorite Star Treks of uh, Wrath of Khan. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well. Um, Again, thank you, thank you, Ez, for, for coming aboard and having this conversation. It's been a real treat. Um, and um, I know that you're going to be successful, but um, you're doing a great job uh, with your content. And um, just from one podcast or another, from one friend to another friend, you're doing a, a wonderful job. And I'm proud of you, man. It, it, it's been an honor to be here, man. I, I, I literally am. This is fun, and this it's long overdue. And so I am, I am really you know, happy to be here. And so for season two, I'd love to come back with you. Uh, more times or whenever you you know um, would like to have me on I, I think it'd be fun uh, you fired me up a little bit I, you definitely fired <laughs> me up to go back I'm, I'm at, I keep looking over my computer I'm looking at those start I'm looking at the movies right there and my collection I'm like wow it's been sitting there that needs moved I was like that needs featured behind me on the shelf it's time so yeah we'll have to make that a an early 21 or something like that type of episode yeah. so yeah we'll we'll make it happen um, we got we got listeners that are going to hold you accountable to that too so all right all right that's good all right thanks man thanks for coming aboard yeah thanks buddy all right stopping recording Captain's Log, Supplemental. With the delegation having arrived and festivities in full swing, Commander David and Commander Eric have taken the time to step away to reflect on a year of operations aboard the station. Well, well, well. It, don't we have a motley crew here today? What's going on, gang? We got I got uh, Commander Eric, Commander David in the house to to hang out today. How are you two gents doing this fine day? doing good i am doing quite well i mean if you say so how are you doing chase <laughs> i'm doing just peachy i feel like you always ask us how we're doing and then we never ask back man thank you for being so courteous i'm gonna have to give you a raise i mean i was gonna give it to david but since you asked eric i'm giving it to you yeah i just didn't care. i appreciate it. yeah yeah I, I, yeah that makes sense that's your shtick, apparently. <laughs> doing doing good. Um, I remember, like, this whole timeline stuff of, like, who I've told what and when I've told them and, like, even who I've told when and when I've told them on the show 
it's hard to keep up sometimes, but I'm in a I'm in a pretty good mood. Um, uh, there, there's been stuff going on with my mom that I'm, I know you two are aware of, and even the listeners are aware of because they've heard me ramble about it before. But we've been in this um, um, this very frustrating, stressful spot as a family, and um, finally. After, I think it's been like three months, we've been trying to get mom into like a safe place for her to be with her condition. Um, we we're finally getting her into nursing home. Um, so I'm, I'm as excited as you can be about nursing home, basically. But, but it's, it's definitely the best thing for her in the grand scheme of things. So I know it's kind of heavy, but I, I mean, otherwise I'm doing, I'm doing just peachy. So... Yeah, man. So here we are. Um, I know. Well, I, I've I've had a chance to kind of chat with Eric briefly, um, and you know, hear that he's been he was busy over the summer. But David, like, what's been going on in your neck of the woods? I know you've you've got like podcast stuff that you're doing, but besides that, like, what's been going on with you, man? Oh, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean it so much of everything recently has just sort of wandered into each other um you know working from home which you know thankful to still continue to have the job and everything but it it sucks i i I hate it personally um but aside from that really i've been kind of diving into hobbies you know you kind of mentioned the the guitars on the wall so i've kind of been you know trying to play more music and um you know, YouTube channel and podcasting. Uh, my brother got married, so we had that a few weeks ago, which was uh, which was fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's just basic basic life. Trying to do housing project, you know, stuff around the house, and just keep my mind busy because I'm I'm definitely one of those people that uh, if I run out of stuff to do you'll just see me pacing in my house trying to think of something to do <laughs> it's like well at least i'm getting some steps in that's that's good you know over ten thousand. that's that's a good thing um so yeah that, that's been a lot of what's going on here uh, so far you know trying to trying to get that as as close to a normal as uh as can be sure see i i'm, I'm hearing like the ten thousand steps in there so you're actually one of the good people that sets your step target to ten thousand, then instead of six. Yeah, by and by and large, I mean uh, on a good day, I I get in more than that. But yeah, that, that's that's what I try and shoot for. Okay, well I'm proud of you, man. Good job. Ten thousand, ten thousand is hard if you're just going about your like your normal daily life. I feel like you have to actually try to get to ten thousand. Pretty well, much. yeah. I mean, behind behind me is my my treadmill. So okay, it, it, it's not only my my <laughs> office, gym, recording studio, bookshelf over here, storage room. It it doubles as a lot of things. It, it's a multi-purpose room. So, but yeah, yeah. You, you got to try it. You got to try a little bit. But a, a while ago, I was um, a friend of mine put me uh put me in some. Uh, uh, I don't even remember what it was. But the whole the whole point of the challenge was to get. Uh, 2,020 miles by the end of the year. So it averages out, I think, to like five and a half miles a day. So I have no idea where I'm in on that, but, you know, that's kind of what I've shot for this year, so. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Yeah, like whenever, um, like with uh, with Elena, whenever I'm taking her to daycare, like sometimes, uh, maybe like two or three times in a week, I'll stop by like a local like park or trail or something, and um, I'll try and get like five or six miles in and stuff. And it, it's such a satisfying feeling whenever you're whenever you have like your smartwatch and like it just dings and it like lights up with all the stuff like you've met your your step goal you've met your active minutes goal or whatever the other crap is or you've reached all your heart points and um not only that but then like the fact that if you're if anyone out there still plays pokemon go um and i don't even know if it's the case like with with like the what's the the harry potter one it's like uh wizards unite i think is what it's called yeah, like it's both by Niantic and stuff, but um, like the fact that you can sync your Google data with like those games, and that way you don't have to keep your phone open while you're walking. So like it's super lazy, but I love it. Like it's 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 a lazy way of being active, is how I look at it. Yeah, <laughs> lazy way of being active. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, those like, things are great. They're they're like a, they're like an extra added bonus, you know, right. to to actually being active. So, right, right. I mean, like, I remember when uh, this is like a total side trail, but like when Pokemon Go first came out, like for the first I think year, you had to keep your phone on, and it was like sucking like the battery life out of it because you had to be walking and swinging it, and it felt like super awkward when you're like walking and and trying to <laughs> yeah. do it. Just so you can get like your stupid points or your steps, so that you can hatch an egg and get like a new Pokemon or whatever. <sighs> I remember. I remember. This is a. It does has not related to this podcast at all. But when Pokemon Go first came out, I was working a side job at a casino. I was table games dealing blackjack. Okay. And um, apparently there was on the casino floor there was like a really special rare like Pokemon that you needed to collect. And there were these, like, 19-year-old kids. And in the state of Missouri, you got to be 21 to get into a casino. And they were, like, they literally tried to, like, knock down a security guard and, like, run past the turnstile onto the floor <laughs> so they could get this thing. And they, they totally got arrested and dragged out of there. It was, like, hilarious to see. Wow. And my, my, my brother's where he works. He's a, he's a boat mechanic, so he works in a marina. Apparently, there's some something there too and you know it's all fenced off you know for the boats that are sitting there and everything and they'll catch people hopping the fence and yeah you know trying to do whatever they whatever they're trying to get there wow i just i don't think it's worth getting arrested for no no and like and people were like doing like stupid stuff like they're like they're okay so we were we were really off the rails and that's okay but no, like no this is, this is like star trek go that's Absolutely, great. we need to bold to go catch make your it very so. own Captain Kirk today. You know, <laughs> catch your own Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta oh. stun him with a phaser. See, this could be an all-new app. Like, Let's do you it. Just go into business, and all you do is you catch random characters from the from the shows and the books and everything. Yeah, you build a crew. I don't know. Let's do it, man. I mean, like freaking Harry Potter Go or Wizards Unite, whatever it's called now. It's it's like you're like trading, you're catching like trading cards basically, 
like you you like do like these different magic spells to like defeat something and then you you release someone you save someone and you basically get a trading card that you're collecting so I mean yeah if I could like collect like you know some gold pressed latinum some um, dilithium <laughs> crystals and like be able to purchase like ships and stuff or advance in rank I mean come on like it's like right there like get these accommodations I mean why not I mean people have made mobile games with far less. I mean, I had one where you just sliced fruit. <laughs> I, I've, I mean, there's been this one where you just crush candy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. So and there's like the bubble wrap game too, where all you do is like right. pop bubble wrap. What? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, back the truck up. Where? Where is this game? I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen people playing it. I need. Oh my gosh! I need. I love busting bubble wrap. This this sounds fantastic. <laughs> I mean, how dumb is that? That somebody made a bubble wrap game though. <laughs> well, and it, it's not. It can't be as satisfying as actually popping bubble wrap because you're not. There's no tactile feel to it. Right. But you wait, just get the sound. But wouldn't it be cool if like that game? Because I've never heard of this game before. Um, what if like if you got enough points, you, you they would send you like real bubble wrap. That you could pop. That's your prize, is real bubble wrap? Real bubble wrap. <laughs> Man, sign me up. <laughs> the, the, the next gen phone has to have bubble wrap pop technology. You know, there, there used to be one, this is this is dumb, uh, dumb tangent, but there used to be a, a Blackberry that the screen actually moved. When you tap the touch screen, that'd be a bubble wrap phone right there, which is probably all it's good for anymore because that was like forever ago. Wow, man. I remember I remember when I first moved back to Texas to start working for the Scouts, and like my company phone was a BlackBerry. And I was like, man, I have arrived. I have a BlackBerry <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> well, 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 one of our, one of our emailing apps uh, for, for the company I work for is ran by BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I was first using it, you know, I'd send an email off. It's like, you have a BlackBerry? No, it just signed off. Sent from BlackBerry Mobile. It's like, no, I don't. I don't have a BlackBerry. I'm not. I'm not that cool anymore. It's not cool anymore <laughs> to have those. Uh, well, do you okay? Y'all, if, we're we're all old enough to remember this. I hope. But like when the iPhone like was first coming out, like BlackBerry was like the smartphone to have like back in the yep. day. Like it was a status symbol if you had a BlackBerry, pretty much. And then, you know, I don't remember exactly when the the iPhone came I think it was like around 2010 thereabouts and um, anyway Blackberry was trying to still I think keep up and kind of compete with it before iPhone just completely blew them out of the water and they had like a full like I think touchscreen Blackberry if I'm not if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. yep and it looked pretty much just like an iPhone it just had like the Blackberry logo on it and and now, and now, I mean, I don't even know—is BlackBerry still a thing? Are BlackBerry phones still a thing, or were they just completely have they gone extinct? If only out. there was like a device that, like, you could look up almost unlimited. Uh, <laughs> That'd be fantastic, man. Information. <laughs> Bust out the L cars. Yeah. Bust open the Federation database. Blackberry. I think we're all like looking it up right now. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. Dang, Black happening. BlackBerry as a company was created in 1984. Good grief. And BlackBerry BlackBerry is still around. That's wild to me. It's still around. They still got like the keyboard things and What is this? Hold on. Back the truck up. I don't even know what this is. This is a phone. Holy cow. I don't know if y'all are on the like the BlackBerry website right now as we're talking about this, but there's one called the Punked. An MPO2 4G mobile phone. It looks like a freaking like garage door opener. <laughs> or a thermostat control or something. Wow. It, it's just like... It, how can you call yourself a BlackBerry? You just have numbers on it. You don't have a full keyboard. Are y'all seeing this? No, no? I'm not. Okay. Um, I'm, I mean, they look they look pretty nice. But I'm, I'm just very surprised that they're still even around. I'll be honest. I kind of miss physical keyboard phones. And I also at times miss flip phones. So you can just like hang up on somebody emphatically. Exactly. <laughs> press a button. <laughs> so Yeah, you don't get that satisfaction like of like an old school phone where you could like slam it down on someone. Yeah. Like I'm like, done gotta, talking to that person. Yeah, because now you gotta worry, am I gonna break the, the front or the back of it because it's all made of glass? <laughs> am I gonna cut myself in the process? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just bought a, a new flip phone for my mom for 20 bucks at Walmart, and... Oh, yeah, I see it, the black, the Blackberry Punk, yeah. Doesn't that look like a garage door opener or like a Bose, like, it stereo like, remote almost control? Like, almost like a calculator, almost. Right? <laughs> <laughs> With just its number pad. Oh, shoot. Wow. Alright, well, the next time I upgrade, I'm getting me a BlackBerry so I can have the satisfaction of touching a real keyboard and being able to slam it down. Yeah, you never know. They could go back in style. I mean, kids are wearing clothes that, like, our parents wore. That we Not wore? Not even us. Oh, there were... some, some of us. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like, the 90s are coming back. For That's for dang sure. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because, like, the 90s had, like, just some weird fashion about it like i, I still it, it, feel like the 90s was only like 10 years ago though so, oh yeah 10 years ago back in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> yeah the 1970s or 30 years ago it just, it's, it's just fine. How it, it's how it goes we all it's we fine. our lives apparently ended in the year 2000 and we just don't know it yet basically basically it's just one simulation type of thing it, it's it's freaky like we are we're in the matrix i guess we're plugged in or something I don't know. I guess. But if 2020 is just a glitch. If only. If only. Mm-hmm. But you know, if if 90s fashion does come back, it it won't be legit. It won't be real unless Jinkos come back. Jinkos oh. have to come back. Jinko, I am so glad I never had Jinko jeans. I okay. So, just another sidebar. So, with with Jinkos, I. I think I begged my parents to get me some at one point. I had one pair, I had just one pair of Jinkos, and I think they were like off-brand Jinkos. Like they didn't just they didn't want to buy like the actual name brand or something. I think I got like the Kmart Jinkos or something, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Kmart is this old extinct store, everyone. If you've never heard of it before, um, Kmart doesn't exist anymore. No, they went bankrupt a long time ago. Man. I mean, th- there are. 
You can find a sporadic Kmart though. I don't think there's any more in the state of Ohio, but there 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 was one. I don't remember what it was. There was one that held out for a long a long time. Even in my hometown, it it lasted for much longer than it ever should have. Funny thing is, is our Walmart here where I'm living now looks exactly like a '90s Kmart. Mm. It's set up the exact same way, like food court. You know, as you walk in, food court to the left. Uh, cart rack to the right. Everything set up. It, it was kind of trippy. That sounds I like a super Kmart. It, yes, exactly. Or a, a super either a Kmart. big K or a super K. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good grief. Things. But yeah, I, I wore... I, I got the pair of Jinkos, and I wore them, I think, once, maybe twice. And I'm like, these things suck. Like, I can't run. I can't do anything in them. <laughs> And like I, I can't remember if I threw them away or if I gave them to someone. But yeah, like I don't know what what they were thinking. Like, are they trying to like just update bell bottoms because it's not working, man? It's just not working. Yeah. Oh. Just trying something new, man. Just trying something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you kept them around now, you could put some extra chains and ropes on them and go do the like the goth dance, you know the. <laughs> Whatever they call that, <laughs> that'd be good. Uh, with a little, like a little hemp chain, right? Get a little yeah, hemp sure. chain, yeah. Yeah. Like the, be... the chain, the ch- the wallet chain that doesn't probably doesn't have a wallet on it. Absolutely. It's just for style, you know. Yeah, man. Zippers it's just everywhere. Cool. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. But you got to get the arm dance. However that goes, I'm not a dancer, but you I'm, do the little arm dance. Be great. I can do the wacky, wavy, inflatable guy. That's about <laughs> all I can do. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, um, we've been talking about so much random stuff and I hope our dear listeners, um, are enjoying this and this, that you're this not- is how I get in trouble on my podcast. And there's, there's no talk of star Wars for like 20 minutes. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I yeah. I actually, I actually listened to one of your podcasts for the first time recently. And I remember you saying that you was like, there's always this guy online who's complaining. Why does it take you so long to get in? Yeah. No, it was, it was like one or it was like, there were three random comments on YouTube. Cause like everything from uh, Podbean, I you can automatically have it uh, put on YouTube. I don't pay attention to that, but I did log in one time and I just saw this. It was like three comments in, in three different videos. No Star Wars for five minutes. No Star Wars for 20 minutes. No Star Wars for 15 minutes. I'm reporting you. So it's always been like one of our big jokes. It's like, so yeah, our first like 10, 15 minutes of our podcast normally is just like, how's your week going and what are you into? And then we get into our topics. So. <laughs> well, let's keep it going. Keep it going. I think we're like, we're at 20 minutes. Let's keep it going. We're keeping it Oh shoot! Well, gents. So about uh, that football? No, I'm just kidding. Football, foosball. Bobby Boucher, what I tell you about playing that foosball? No, I'm I'm more looking forward to uh, actual baseball coming back, like for real, for real, next season and uh, and uh, hockey season. So, but I know you two gents have some uh, some football games that y'all need to be watching here in the near future. Well, so. actually, the Lions are on a bye today, this week, so I'm good. Okay, okay. The, the, the Browns play, play at 4.30. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I know, I it. <laughs> hey, the Browns are 3-1, and one, aren't they? Yeah, yep, <laughs> yep. But we're going to be very quiet about that because you never know. What if they actually got to the Super Bowl? 
Y'all would probably like have a stroke if if the Browns got to the freaking Super Bowl, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, more than likely. I mean, <laughs> it was strange enough that the Cavs captured a championship despite everything, and then mm-hmm. we had the heartbreak to those stupid Cubs. Now I don't hate the Cubs. They they had a they had a longer drought than we did, but they could have let us win that one. <laughs> Yeah, well, at some point in my lifetime, the Detroit Lions will win a Super Bowl. It will happen, right? It might be on I your mean, deathbed, Eric, but they, it'll happen. They, they, the last championship they won was in 1957, right? But at some point, they will win a Super Bowl, and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to cry. For anyone listening that doesn't know what football is, it's a sports game. <laughs> it's I'm not kidding. necessarily played with what? your foot. Either. Yeah, they don't use no. your feet at all. It should be called, like, tackle ball. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Ball in hand running pass. Handball pass running game. <laughs> Handball running. <Yeah. laughs> oh, shoot. Well, uh, David, Eric, we've been, um, as, as a show, this has been going on for a year now. And you two folks um, have, ha- um, have popped in and out over this last year in um in talking about various various star trek things and um if i'm not mistaken i think eric i think i had you on first like you were like episode i think like around four five or six if i'm not mistaken of of this podcast very early on yeah yeah Um, i remember when uh you messaged me like we hadn't spoken in a long time i want to say like 10 years maybe like probably it'd been a long time like I, I i know i know we hadn't like seen each other probably since college ended which was 2010 right it'd been a long time and you were like hey i'm just starting a star trek podcast and i want to know if you want to come on i'm like hell yeah i want to come on <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> and and i remember we had that that first uh podcast i've never been on a podcast before um and I think the podcast itself was like an hour and a half, but we spent like at least an hour just before that, just like shooting the shit and catching up. And it was a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I was going to, going to ask like if you'd remembered it, but obviously you remember, um, like those, those first few days, um, you know, those, those initial conversations about jumping on the podcast. And I think at one point, David, even before I was, I was talking to Eric, if I'm not mistaken, I was, I think I was picking your brain. I was picking like your brain and, and, uh, some of our mutual friends that are like podcasters as well about like maybe, Hey, how do I do this kind of thing? Um, do you, do you remember any, any of those conversations by chance? Well, obviously like maybe not know, the content, through, right. I mean, I, I met you through another another podcast and in a party when you flew up to Ohio and um, yeah I I remember somewhat early on uh, when you were talking about you know doing a Star Trek podcast and uh, and, uh, equipment uh, equipment uh, posting stuff I know between like me and Ez you would ask some questions about about those sort of things and I very early on there was some talk of like you know content and everything and and you know, basically not wanting to be necessarily like a, a rewatch. I remember that 
uh, not wanting mm-hmm. to be like a rewatch podcast like some of the other Star Trek podcasts, trying to be a little bit more original with content, uh, doing you know more varied content here and there. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I remember a, a little bit of that, but um, but yeah, that that has been that has been a while ago. I, it's kind of crazy how how time flies. Yeah, yeah, I mean this is this being um anniversary episode we're just kind of taking the time just to enjoy like really the first year of like what we've been doing and kind of just reminiscing about stuff basically yeah man yeah man (laughs) i think we lost i think we lost you there for a second (laughs) (laughs) well i was like bearing my soul wow the listeners will hear it yeah Okay, so let's let's get a let's get a replay on that one. You know, like this, you know, this being like a year, it's an anniversary episode. You know, just kind of slowing down, taking the time to reminisce and kind of appreciate, to an extent, like the content that's been created, and you know, um, you know, enjoying the people that have helped make it possible, which is of course the listeners. Like the listeners have, I mean, if people didn't listen, then I mean, I don't know. I mean, it'd be kind of weird, but I mean, I'd probably still create even if people didn't listen, but no one would be listening to it. So there you go. It's like, bleh. But, hey, I, I'll, I'll, I'll come on here and talk to you about it, even if no one's listening. Hey, I know you will, man. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we did a couple book rereads. I'm sure nobody listened to those. So, you know, it's, it's fine. No, not at all. No one listened to the rereads at all. Actually, I was looking at, um, I was looking at some stats and... Um, Ashes of Eden did get a lot of downloads, so that's like a really popular. That's cool episode. So yeah, we done good. Were you guys ever gonna f- finish that book series? No, we just decided there, we're gonna. Are there, quit. Like, th- are there like three books? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna finish it. <laughs> we're gonna be fin- we're gonna finish it. We were just being turds and not and not gonna finish it. So anyway, um, yeah, that'll. That, um, I don't anyone, know. You could have decided like, yeah, we don't like it. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting, like, you bring that up, Eric, and I think it was, it was the second book that technically kind of started that conversation between David and I uh, when we were talking, because, like, David, I I mean, I might be painting with, like, broad strokes on this one, but, David, I think you, you like doing uh, book reviews and discussions and stuff like that, whether it's, like, comics or books, like, that was, like, one of your initial things, like, with Contingency Plan uh, back in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or was it something else? Yeah. No, I mean, that that is how the podcast, uh, my podcast originally got started as we were doing a reread of a, of a series within the Star Wars universe. Um, and then we, you know, once the movies, you know, came out, Last Jedi and a lot of the stuff around that and shows where we just kind of switched focus a little bit. But um, I mean, well, the last episode that we uh, just recorded this past week was on a book. So there, that's always kind of a part of what we do. But yeah, I, I like diving into books um, mainly. So like a show is very set in stone. It's done. There's not a lot of room for interpretation. They've already interpreted that visually for you. But a book, a book's a little bit more subjective. You can read into contextual clues and then also make up your own picture in your mind if you have the imagination to do it. So that's kind of what I enjoy. It's like, you know, a writer can describe, say, a, a ship. But, uh, well, like in Ashes of Eden, you know, they, they, 
you know they have their ship they're going so you you kind of think about the decay of the ship and and some of the things that are wrong with it oh i'm putting uh this i don't remember what type of weaponry they bought but you know it's like uh we're putting the the these weapons that weren't standard for the for the ship at it for its time so you know that sort of stuff just um i like the imagination side of it but it also does usually breed pretty good conversations sure sure and i know that um eric and i we did um a book um or i guess multiple books and you um, yeah two books yeah yeah when we were talking about like con and eugenics and like you know, pre-Federation stuff. And, yeah, uh, the Eugenics Wars books. Mm-hmm. And those were, if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't have all the stats pulled up right now, but um, those were pretty well received as well in terms of, like, downloads and engagement with it. So I think there's definitely something there for this Star Trek book thing. Um, and I would definitely be up for doing more of that um, the o- I think the only hitch with it is um, the speed in which we can maybe discuss that content. I mean, without it being like a book club. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like that. Like, if we had, uh, I mean, let's just let's just make it a, like a nice round figure. Like, let's say we had a book with like twenty chapters to it. Um, I wouldn't have an issue if like. You know, me and one of y'all or all three of us, you know, got together for an episode and we talked like maybe two chapters at a time, three or four chapters at a time. We did that over the course of like five to ten weeks. I wouldn't have an issue with with doing something like that. Um, But it would be it would be very intense having to keep up with that along with all the other content we'd be be doing. I mean, what do y'all think about that idea if we were to do more Star Trek literature? I mean, I, I like I said, the, I was never really, I never, I've never really read very many of the books associated with Star Trek, Star Wars, anything like that. I always focused on the TV shows and the movies. That was where I put my attention. And um, I think when I do read, though, it's very difficult for me to just read like a little bit at a time. So stopping, like, and just doing, hey, let's just talk about chapters one and two today, and then we'll come back some other time and talk about the other chapters, because I'd be like, I would have already read ahead, and then I'd be like, well, actually, and they'd be like, no, don't talk about that right now. We're not talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that could think one of the, I was just going to say, I I think one of the things that, um, that we did for it was the uh, the Picard book the um, I even bought it so last best hope but anyway the Picard book yeah mm-hmm. so with that you, you made a point in there it's like well we're not necessarily going to go like micro granular on this we're just going to sort of give thoughts and a little overview and encourage you to go read the book so something like Lord of the Rings you know with as much detail as put into those books and the fact that they're also not like there's a lot of star wars books there's a lot of star trek books over multiple subjects so you really go into a rabbit hole um like we had talked about uh what is it the titan series yeah um so okay that's a series uh when for my podcast when we started it was the new jedi order series which is like 22 books so that's pretty daunting 
and we actually did start going chapter by chapter and realize that that was just like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I think it largely depends on the book because there are some books that might be like something ridiculous, like thirty chapters, but not really having the content on a chapter by chapter basis to really carry a show. So if you get your your main bullet points and you kind of expound on those, like these are the things that I found very very important in a couple micro details. I think actually you can make a pretty good show out of that. But like I said, I would just hold up the example of the Picard book. That's not a book that I would go chapter by chapter, but it was good. It was interesting. I think we made our major points and then moved on. And it's like, hey, you guys got to go read, man. Let's let's get you some Book It coupons uh, so you can get your free <laughs> personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. And, you know, just read a book with us. Add the points up, accelerated reader. It'll be great. <laughs> I miss that. I miss getting a, a pizza from Pizza Hut for reading, <laughs> or Domino's, whatever it was back I would, in the day. If like um, Pizza Hut's pizza is gross, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Dad gum, hot take. <laughs> I mean, of like all the big like national chains, Pizza Hut I think is by far the worst. Wow. Okay. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I do love their um, their stuffed crust pizza. But at the same time, I know it comes at a cost. It comes at the yeah. cost of me having some gastrointestinal issues <laughs> about seven hours later, maybe even two hours after eating it. I don't know. Well, okay, so I actually managed a Pizza Hut for a year oh, before I got the company I'm working at. Now, no, there, there's, a, there's a reason, and I, at least for me, I know why it upsets my stomach, and it's, it's the oil that's coated on all the pans. It's soy-based. And soy oil, I, I just personally would never use. For some reason, it upsets my stomach. Hmm. So well, that's some inside information right there. Love it. Yeah. Love it. By the way, there are I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Titan books. Yeah. Nine Titan books, and I have one, two, three, four. I now have four because of David. Um, I have five of the nine. Yeah, I think. That's Are those right. also on Audible? I have six. Shoot, I got six out of nine. Look at that. Um, I I don't know. I haven't. If only there was a way we could find out. <laughs> if only we such, could bring su- such bring up the kids. Federation they're database. Even, they're not even <laughs> using the internet. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, wow, that's expensive. Like most, okay, yeah, they're on Audible, but I do not sprechen the Deutsch. <laughs> You're all in German? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, God. Okay. I wonder how you say Shields Up Red Alert in German. <laughs> <laughs> really loudly? <laughs> really loud and very aggressively. <laughs> wow. Um, for all the German listeners out there, we love you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Fortune of War, um, that is in English. Um, yeah, but is it is it unabridged? Because that, that was the problem I ran into with the New Jedi Order, because we were thinking about that, but all the books that are up, they're abridged. They're like three hours long, so they cut out a bunch of stuff. 
Super annoying. Well, um, Taking Wing, uh, which I'm probably going to butcher the heck out of. T- Taking Wing is the, the first book in the series. Ein New Ara Era? I don't know. Uh, that's in German, and that's 12 hours and 2 minutes long. That sounds like that's a pretty mm-hmm. decent sized audiobook right there. Mm-hmm. So what's what's up? Do we need to visit Germany for like the Star Trek side of that? I mean, because like apparently, like it, I mean, must be pretty big there if they're translating Titan books. I mean, not only that, but like Destination Star Trek, I think in twenty one or two, if it if it happens, is supposed to be in Germany. <laughs> what's I mean, up with this? what's going on in Germany? Is, is this the Trekkie capital? We just didn't know it. I don't know, man. Like, I think Destination Star Trek this uh, this year in 2020, uh, earlier this year, was in um, I think like London or something like that, where they had like. <coughs> I wonder if that was like part of, you know, like Picard and and Patrick that, Stewart that could be true. and stuff like that, because they had they had the um, the fancy band leader admiral uniform on display there and I remember people people taking so many pictures so many stinking pictures and losing their mind like I remember patterns of the Picard uniform being available like at the end of that weekend because people had taken so many dang detailed pictures and like the stitches like the type of stitch and like good lord people so yeah people are fanatics so, so David, we're gonna we're gonna let you in on this. I mean, I don't even know if, if Eric knows this, but we're gonna Eric and I are gonna go on a Star Trek cruise, and you're invited. Okay. We we did talk like about that. Cruise. Yeah, we're gonna do a cruise eventually. Yeah, there's a Star Trek cruise, right? Sweet. Yeah, man, we're gonna do a Star Trek cruise. You're invited. It'll be great. We'll we'll nerd out together on a boat. We're we're gonna be on a boat. It's gonna be going fast, and I'll have like a nautical themed Afghan. It's gonna be great. Yeah, like, Chase, you recently did that episode about the Star Trek crews and Star Trek conventions, and we kind of talked off off the podcast beforehand about yeah. I That might have been my favorite episode that you've done over this year because I all of that information that your guest dropped, I forget her name and I apologize. Jenny. 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 Okay. Yeah. Jenny. All of that information that you dropped on that podcast was fascinating to me because I've never been to a convention ever right as big of a fan as i am i've never been to a convention like i don't have anybody to go with that's main the main reason i'm not going to go by myself okay yes now i have you right (laughs) but as i've just said we before you started this we haven't spoken in a long time and i live in missouri you live in texas it's not like i can just go down the road to dallas where san antonio i can go to san antonio now just just road trip it yeah yeah yeah, Dave, you know how here, far do you know how far it is from where I live to Dallas <laughs> to where I live to San Antonio to road trip? I've driven from where I live to San Antonio. It is fifteen hours. It's just a hop, <laughs> skip, and a jump, right? So it's only eleven hours because I'm like four hours closer. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, I was saying like that episode. It was so fascinating just to hear her talk about all that stuff about the conventions and the crews, and I'm like. I want to do that at some point, but I'm not going to go on a cruise by myself. Definitely not. So that's okay. So here's the plan then. Okay. So David, right? You're going to get in your little shuttlecraft. You're going to drive down to Missouri, pick up Eric, and then you're going to continue on down to Dallas. 
and we're gonna do some stuff together. We'll go to like a convention or something here in, in like Dallas, or maybe we'll go to San Antonio just for funsies, because why not? Well, there was gonna be that convention in San Antonio this this summer, right? Yeah. That you had mentioned to me, and it was in, and I was like, well, listen, my brother and my mom live in San Antonio now. Like, well, I'll just go down there and we'll stay at my mom's house. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it got canceled because you know the Rona. 2020 yeah. sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, cancel on account of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Anyway, well, yeah, what I was saying, though, is if we do if we do the cruise, David, we want you to come. STLV in, um, in Vegas, you know, the LV and, you know, anyway. We got to go to that. And, um, you know, if we're really rolling the dough and feeling froggy, we need to make an international trip to uh, Star Trek destination, apparently in Germany, because... In 2022 or 2021? Because... Uh, 22 probably is more legit. Okay, well, I could probably save up some money for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think we should plan on going to uh, to an STLV, man, like, in 22. Like, why the heck not? Like, this year, they moved STLV, um, as, as we talked about it again with Jenny on the cruise episode, that um, STLV got moved to December, which is normally, like, a late July, early August time frame because of 2020. It's canceled on account. It's, it's rescheduled on account of 2020. Um, so not really knowing yet if 21 and 22 are going to be back in December, like if they're just going to start being in December now, or if they're going to go back to being in July, August. So what time, so I was, I was recently talking to, um, as about this, um, earlier on in this episode and, um, remind me one more time, like with celebration, I know that they pushed it to, I think 22. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. 2022 should be same time frame in August, but, uh, yep. That was supposed to be this year. Got pushed back, but thankfully, uh, they just allowed you to transfer your tickets. So okay. that's good. We're still good. Now what time, like what, what's the time frame um, for that? Like, is that like an early, a mid or a late August that that usually takes place? I think it was like, let me just bring up a calendar here so that I don't have to talk out of my, <clears throat> anyway, uh, let's see. <laughs> if I only believe there was a way it was the know. 20th through the 23rd. So yeah, okay. I, I, it was, uh, it was like later August. So if I'm remembering correctly, I had the 19th through like the 25th off just to, you know, fly in a little earlier you know, fly back and not have to jump right back into work. So, yep. Okay. I think it's I think it's slated for the same date range. Okay. Wow, I'm I'm looking at the website right now for Star Wars Celebration, and you can't. It looks like you can't buy tickets anymore, um, except for on site. Yeah, I mean, there's always a ticket window for that. So there probably will be tickets available, but you won't be able to actually start purchasing them until 2022. Because gotcha. like normally it's like middle of I don't know I don't remember when we even when we even bought ours. It was like early in the year, so normally it's something ridiculous like six months beforehand. They gotcha. They let you get in. So Eric, I think what we should do. I mean, even us three, um, it'd be kind of fun. 
um, again, this is something that as and I were talking about earlier in this episode that um, it'd be fun to show up to a Star Wars celebration as like a red shirt with like a lightsaber in our in our chest or something or just as, <laughs> as a red shirt and then just like collapsing, just walking by a stormtrooper. I think it would be kind of fun. <laughs> there, um, there, there was a guy because it's 2019. So last year was the last celebration. There was a red shirt who was at that celebration who had a real, like a really nice um, chest wound, okay, with a saber, you know, going through it. He did, he did a really, really nice job. But yeah, there was one guy who was there in, in Chicago, uh, so that was that was pretty good. I like that. See, I'm not like creative or anything like that. I could never think of an idea like that, let alone actually try and make it and pull it off. Well, you could just put a red shirt on and just, like, collapse. Yeah, but, like, I would never even have thought of that idea. <laughs> Not the creative type here. I'm the analytical type. See, and that's have, have why... Have you I would... guys seen... I was just going to say, have you seen the meme where you have a red shirt and a stormtrooper, and stormtroopers firing at him well the stormtrooper will keep firing keep missing but the red shirt still dies anyway yeah 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 i've, I've seen, seen that. that yeah yeah i, I missed yeah, I, wanna... I died anyway <laughs> <laughs> but okay but going back so going back to this podcast for a second so eric you were saying that um that the cruise was was the one that um you perhaps enjoyed the most because it had a lot of information that you weren't previously even aware of it wasn't even on your radar yeah um da david just to put you on the spot um has there been um like maybe something about the show or an episode perhaps that maybe has like stood out to you more or resonated with you more in, in some way yeah, so one thing that I gen generally appreciate um, with certain content creators is the fact that they don't uh, go along with the crowd. Um, and this was pretty evident during like the Picard, the Picard recap episodes. Um, I just I find that I find that certain folks never want to. They, they don't want to rub against the grain because, you know, what happens if some, I don't know, you get into something big. This is kind of a problem with a lot of younger people nowadays. I don't want to sound like old man river back here, but you know, everybody wants to be famous in some way, shape or form. It's like, and if you could create a TikTok that blows up or a YouTube video that goes viral or some stupid tweet that, mm -hmm. you know, angers everybody to the point where you're followed or whatever, that that's, it's like a it's like an attempt at a career for a lot of people. I do YouTube because it's like some of my interests and I just happen to enjoy doing it. But if I didn't have those interests, I wouldn't do it. Um, so with some of the Picard episodes, I didn't necessarily always agree with everything that was said, but I respect the fact that, you know, it wasn't just trying to, you know, kiss people's butts. So it's like, oh, uh, man, I hope like the director of this, like, retweets something or you know maybe I can get somebody on the show just because they like what we said about them or something like that because I see god I see that just so so often um, yeah. so yeah but I mean I can tell you guys are really bringing out your, your real opinions on things so I, I like that although Chase did get 
did get an answer to a question he posed to the director of the the Picard episodes one, two, and three. He did get a response, which was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, that was <laughs> no, it that is. was pretty. It is that was darn cool. But you know, to your point, David, like, and this is like one of those like moments, like as, as with Picard, the Picard show specifically, that. I was like, man, I'm probably going to piss off some people with like how I'm talking about this stuff. And uh, the one in particular that I remember vividly that I think Eric gave a little bit of pushback on, which I appreciated, was uh, when was the, the season finale of Picard. And going from that to Robo Picard and me saying, like, I, I hate this, I don't like this. And then, Eric, I think you were saying something along the lines of like, why is it okay for for Spock but not for Picard was like generally the conversation that we were having and I'm like because he's a Vulcan it's part of their like their mysticism their religion their their just like who they are as, as a as a species and I can accept that but not with Picard and anyway I fortunately I didn't get any hate tweets for that episode but I mean I was I mean I was very very concerned um even like like should i cut this out should I, should I mute myself i mean should i just like splice some stuff so, and i'm like let it ride man let it ride yeah you know, it's, I, it's never it's never worth it i mean with youtube mike I, I actually just there were two funny comments uh that i'll, I'll share with you just because you know they're they're great um so i don't have the the like the largest of all hands and you know i've made comments about you know fit like something like say it's like a, a, a knife or something like that so you know maybe if you have larger hands um, so I did get one uh, one smarty here who uh, who basically says well you won't be pleasing anyone with those small hands so that one was good and then uh, there was another <laughs> one where I didn't like the taste of something it, it, well I gave them how you could fix it and it was like well because it was Waldorf salad it was a rationed Waldorf salad, like a freeze-dried Waldorf salad. Do you guys know what a Waldorf yeah, yeah, salad yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. It was something like my grandma would bring that you may or may not eat. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Um, so I was picking through it, and they had a, an olive oil packet. So in order to do mayonnaise, um, but they used extra virgin olive oil, which has its taste, and I want something that doesn't have a taste to the oil, blah, blah, blah. So some guy put in there, oh, it's like, oh, I grew up with, you know, sarcastically, oh, I grew up with this. I'm a super adventurous eater, but I still don't like it. And he put, ugh. And I was like, well, you know, everybody has your opinion. If I sat here and censored myself, somebody else would come back through and say you're being a fanboy. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, there's always somebody out there. Yeah, I, I am not afraid to, like tell you what i'm gonna think because you can i say i'll say this you can hate tweet me all you want i'm never gonna see it because i'm not on twitter so i'm sure i've got an inbox of a thousand hate tweets like but we just (laughs) (laughs) we we just recorded the lower decks recap um of season one and i was not afraid to say i think that first episode of lower decks is a steaming pile of garbage right and i gave it a two out of ten that first episode now, I think it definitely got better, but, like, I'm I'm not worried that, like, oh, Mike McMahon or somebody at Star Trek is going to, like, hear Jonathan me say Frakes. that. Hear me say that, and they're going to, like, they're going to, like, ban me or something. I don't give a shit. 
That's the way you should be. I think when you when you become so you know defensive about it, it just feeds the fire. Yeah. And then and then I, I wasn't afraid to call out Jonathan Frakes for directing those two episodes of Picard that I think are the worst two episodes of the show. And I literally I called one episode a side mission in a video game that if you skipped it, it wouldn't make a difference. That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, and even you calling me out on on like the whole first season sucks kind of thing. Like I reject that that thesis. I do reject that thesis that yeah. the first season of Star Trek is never good. Yeah. And we've 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 worked through that. We've we've done our couples counseling. We're we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think back on this on this first year of of recording and creating content and I mean, again, I was I was talking to Ez about this and looking at like episode zero of the show, and I mean, come, leave, leaving the party, David, uh, that you and I were at last year. Um, I don't remember if it was you or if it was like some of our other mutual friends that were kind of just like egging me on, like Chase, you need to do like a Star Trek podcast. You need to do a Star Trek podcast. Like I listen to that kind of thing, and I'm like, I don't know, man. There's just so many Star Trek podcasts and. And like that—that that was the struggle that I was on. Like every single one, and like then there's like Trek FM, like which is its own, like its own like distributor or whatever, and like they've got like that niche on like music and all the shows and you know episode by episode recaps. I'm like, good lord, what am I gonna do? Like it seems like they've got the corner on the market, and it's like let's just have fun. And I'm thinking, well, let's just throw in some some sound effects here and there. We'll make it like. We'll make it fun. And, like, I listen to episode zero now, and I'm like, good grief, what was I thinking? What in the world was I thinking with episode zero? And, like, I got, like, beaming and and um, turbo lift sounds, and and I'm like, good grief, what, what, what was I thinking? And I think it was around the time that, like, um, Eric and Lisa, like, around, like, episodes four, five, six, and seven, that um, I think it started to like work itself out. So less sound effects of like turbo lifts and like the sound effect of like walking steps, like on, on metal and things like that, or beaming in and out. Like good grief. Maybe I should bring that back just for cringe factor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if y'all remember that at all. I don't remember that. That's probably I know I listened a good to it, thing, but I'm sure I don't remember that. That's probably a good thing. I, I just remember the you know the backing ambient track. Yeah, that's that's about it. Like that's Which, all. It's, what, yeah. what were you gonna say, there, David? In, if you watch like the original series. No, I, I was just gonna say I, I I think that that's that's fine. I mean, I don't I don't ever mind that, except in like any Star Wars like Audible book when they just do this constant throbbing. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. Don't do that. So don't do the sound effect from. Yeah, the whales movie. Mm. <laughs> now I have to do it. Thanks. You know, but if you if if you listen to like the original series, if you watch the original series, there is like this constant like like musical like almost like twirling sound that's playing in a lot of episodes, just like constantly. Like if if you haven't watched an original series episode, like go back and watch. It's like a twirling. I don't know how else to describe it. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, yeah. Like, is it? Like, I think the first time I ever noticed it, and 
like, don't ask me why this is the first time I ever noticed it, was in the Gamesters of Triskelion, where he's like, I don't know, it's just, like, constant back there. And I went back and watched the episodes, like, right before it, again, right immediately after I already watched them. And it's totally there, just, like, ever-present. Hmm. Yeah, I have, like, a whole... Like, there's a whole soundboard of of various sounds, and I don't even know where to, where to begin looking for that one. It's there, trust yeah. me. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, I'm sure it's in here. It's just like the list is so long of of like all these these sound effects. It's not even funny. So it's it's. I don't know how else to describe it other than like a twirling sound. Yeah, I wonder if it's like that. I mean, is it mainly on the bridge that you're talking about, or is it just like throughout? No. It's like throughout the episodes. Huh. Okay. I don't know. I'll try to find it. And have yeah, it let me know and I can narrow it down and I can just crank it up to 11. Yeah. I think you okay. should just play the music whenever Deanna's around. That'd be great. <laughs> she has like the tinkly little music. It'd be fine. The tinkly little music. <laughs> so, um... I want to let me throw the ball to you real quick, David. Um, you've been doing your project for um, a couple of years now, if I'm not mistaken. You've got like over a hundred episodes, like approaching two hundred, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm, yeah, I think we're on like one fifteen, one sixteen of the podcast. I mean, if, if YouTube, I've done a, almost three hundred videos there. So, okay, yeah. So with with you, so like again, I'm throwing the ball to you, with your project, or and any projects that you've done in the past, like with podcasting or YouTube or whatever, when you get to a year, what's that? What is that meant to you as a content creator? And and what do you do, um, to kind of, you know, enjoy the moment, so to speak? I promptly forget about it. There we go. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever done, I, I, I you know, it's like one of those things I, I remember. So we started contingency plan in, I think it would have been the first episode would have dropped July, you know, two, two years ago, maybe, um, maybe more. I don't know. No, it's been like two years. I don't think any longer than that. So it's one of those deals where, so we'll do episodes for July and then it'll be like August and be like, Hey, you know, we we missed our like anniversary thing and then we just don't really do anything about it. I don't know. I I think it I think it's kind of cool. I think it's a good spot of content like, you know, with what you're doing now sort of retrospectively looking back. I just never remember it. <laughs> I never remember it. It's the same way with like people's birthdays. If I don't put it in my calendar somewhere, I'll forget. Yeah. I'm amazing with dates. You tell me a date once, and I'm <laughs> never going to forget it. What's my birthday? Uh, May 21st. Dad, come, dude. Look at you. Is that right? What's, what, <laughs> yeah. What, what's my birthday? <laughs> what, what's What's my birthday, Eric, that I've never told you? Uh, sometime in 1987, same year all three of us were born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Eric. I can't believe I pulled your birthday out of thin air like that, Chase. I really like can't believe I did that. <laughs> wow. Yours is in March, if I'm not mistaken. It is in March. March uh, 5th? No. March 4th. Dad, gum it. 
So close. March 4th. I was close. I was close. I was close. Oh, man. You were close. Well, um, well, with the show, like I was joking with, with Eric um, when we were recording the Lower Decks Season 1 recap doohickey thing, and uh, kind of joking about like including like a Star Trek word of the day. I think that'd be kind of um, like a fun like segment to add or something kind of moving forward, whether it, I don't know whether it keeps or not, um, I guess remains to be seen, but I think that'd be fun. And then maybe doing like maybe some more book stuff, uh, whether, especially with the Titan, like what we saw with lower decks, I think all three of us have seen lower decks or have at least had some exposure to it so far, uh, whether we're caught up or not. Um, am I allowed to spoil things for you, David or yeah, with lower fine. decks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for the listeners, we know that um, the way Lower Decks ends is with the Titan. So, I mean, it makes sense that maybe we could have more Titan content over this next year um, leading up to more um, Lower Decks Season 2. So, uh, whether that's me and you, David, or uh, me and you, Eric, or all three of us, or some combination of us and the listeners, um, I'd, I'd love to, to take a deeper dive into the Titan over the next year. Um, especially with where it's going. I'd be very interested to know if Mike McMahon plans on canonizing the books, because as it stands right now, the books are like apocrypha like and beta canon type stuff uh, that you see on memory beta. So, um, yeah. When was the last uh, Titan book written? 2017. Oh, okay, so it's... Yeah, so it's still recent memory, yeah. so to speak. Hmm. Yeah, it came. Yeah, so the first Titan book came out in 05. And um, nine direct Titan series books um, released over the course of 12 ish years. And um, But the thing is, uh, there's like, of course, there's like some interconnectedness where like the Titan shows up in other books and like there's a. a I think a book series called Typhon Pact, uh, where the crew of the Titan show up in this other series that's running parallel with the Titan book series. So if you're not paying attention, you're going to get like stupid confused on stuff. So, I don't know. But Eric, um, you had mentioned to me, and um, maybe this is kind of a conversation we can maybe start to think about. Like, I don't necessarily want the show... I mean, I'm open. I'm open to to tweaks here and there, but I think part of the core of what we do as this show yeah. is we just have fun. Like that's all I care about. Like let's have fun talking Trek. I don't want to take ourselves too seriously, but um I think there is something maybe important about talking about original series and just the the lore of Trek. And um if you were able to wave a magic wand, um if you were able to wave um a magic sonic screwdriver from Picard and create whatever you wanted to create um, <laughs> in terms of um, like TOS, for example, being incorporated. What, what do you think that um, could look like well, for you? Just take uh, a stab at that for me. One of the things that that potentially we could do, and I don't, I know like sometimes making <clears throat> lists and rankings can be arbitrary, but we did do like a best of Picard. And I'm not saying that we go through and we do like, a best of for mm-hmm. every character but 
if we tried to focus more on characters, um, I think you could you could do like uh, a best of Kirk, right? It doesn't have to necessarily be countdown style like we did with Picard, or we could do like a best of Spock or something like that. We did just do like a best of best friends, right? And so there's there's definitely some best of, but like I said, at some mm-hmm. points rankings can be like arbitrary, right? But I think I, I think focusing more on character and like and really the, the talking li- about like what makes Kirk such a special character and so enduring, even though he's been like on screen less than like anybody else. Like what makes Spock such an enduring character, although he's been on screen less than anybody else. Sure. Sure. And for anyone listening, um, you're going to be hearing the best of best friends. We've just had it recorded, so we have a uh, yeah. opportunity. Yes. To, yes. Sometimes to know we don't record in order. So, <laughs> there you go. Right. 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 You get those. Order. You get those weird things. <laughs> right. Or sometimes, order. if you watch back-to-back <laughs> episodes, the star dates are out of order. Yeah. Like the episode that comes first and the episode that comes second, they have star dates reversed. Mm-hmm. Jerks. Jerks. Well, yeah, I think I think that's something we could do, and I definitely want to do more of more discussion on TOS. I mean, those old scientists, or just simply Star Trek, because that's what it's called—just Star Trek. But you get, those old scientists, man. TOS baby um, but yeah I, I, I think that's something that we need to incorporate more over this next year I mean I don't want to just overdo it and just make the conversation only about you know Kirk and company um, but I mean they are at the very they're at the core I mean they're, they're our base they're our foundation so to speak when it comes to Star Trek and um, I mean I'm going to be completely honest like I didn't want to watch original series back in the day it was it's, I mean, it's got it, it a was camp 60s factor and it was cheesy it looking <laughs> and it was very campy yes it was very very campy and you know having like more of like the quote-unquote flash of um next generation and deep space nine and voyager um i was just very turned off with the idea of even approaching original series and I think the first time that I watched original series in earnest was on like some streaming platform in like 2011 late late to the game definitely (laughs) so I mean yeah like yeah I I mean yeah I mean just being honest Um, but I remember watching it and I can't remember again I can remember episode names of next gen because I've seen it so many times but like the other shows I'm on the struggle bus with. That's why I have to like rely on y'all for like episode names and like some of the more detailed stuff. But I can generally remember storylines pretty pretty well. But there's um, there's one episode that stands out a lot to me in um, original series since we're talking about it, where Spock and Kirk um, they go they go way back in time and. Um, Kirk, of course, falls in love with someone, and they fall in love with him. I mean, that's just again part of the formula. So that could be any episode. No, no, I um, know what episode you're talking about. I know what episode you're talking about, and I'm shocked that you Kirk, don't know the James name of Kirk. this episode. 
No, it's City on the Edge of Forever. Is it yesterday's Enterprise? Probably the most, one of the I'm most kidding. famous and well-regarded episodes <laughs> ever. But yeah, like he's wearing like his plaid and and um and like he looks like a freaking lumberjack and stuff like that. And I love that episode. I was giving you a hard time about yesterday's Enterprise, Enterprise is not even a TOS episode. It. So. Um, <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like even if we talked about like that or or just some other moments. Um, well, I mean, yeah, you know, including Spock's brain. Like I think we have to talk about Spock's of all brain. time. Only. <laughs> Only. Come along. Home, I mean, move along home, and it's right up there with come along home and threshold. Move along, yeah. Move along home. Oh yeah, and, um, absolutely. And um, Code of Honor. Hey, we have to, we have talked about Code of Honor on this podcast. <laughs> David's over here making faces. Yes, we did. We have, we have very very briefly. <laughs> and that's how that's probably how you're supposed to do it. It's probably how you're supposed to do it. So, um, David, you know, I um, this is kind of an uh, official announcement of sorts, but. Um, David, you're going to be joining us um, for this next series of Engage episodes uh, as we go into Disco Season 3. And um, with, you know, with you kind of coming on board and being um, slightly more active with, um, you know, guest hosting duties of sorts, um, at least with Disco, um, you know, you've listened to the show. You've been a supporter of the show in multiple ways. Um, as as a loyal supporter and a, and a friend, uh, what are what are some things that you'd maybe like to see in this next year kind of make more of an appearance or to be added in general to the show? Um, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think the format of everything is is fine. I, I don't I don't necessarily claim to uh, to have anything that I would I would say needs to be added. I think just having the the conversations um, around the truthful conversations around things I think are great. I you know obviously I'm gonna probably um, look a literal a little bit more into you know more literature aspects of things. Finishing out the uh, the Shatner verse books and uh, I I mean I think Titan would be cool. I, I randomly found those whatever four uh, yeah four four Titan books that you know the one I sent that you didn't have. Um, so I, 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 that's kind of that's kind of where I'm where I feel most at home. But um, you know, I, I think uh, I think things like you know favorite favorite episodes of some of these series would be very cool. I mean, at least for a conversation, not not going line by line or reel by reel, but kind of getting more into the personal aspect of you know why you specifically like things. Because like you know, it just depends on who you are. But there's there's a lot in like Deep Space Nine that I think um, I think could be very relevant to issues that we have today um, but it was in a different time and we're not necessarily seeing that in television because television has gotten so superficial and mm-hmm. reality based and I can't watch that and I don't it's funny you know the team I manage one of the one of the sort of deals we were looking at doing you know just as a team um, was during one of our Zoom meetings, 
I'll, I'll just queue up a show and, we, and I can cast it. And they were like throwing out all these shows like, I don't know any of this garbage. I don't know any of it. It's like, you know, you have to like, you have to like step back, you know, 15 years for me to watch TV. Um, it's like, you guys want to watch a football game? Oh, that's on Sunday. That's out of work hours. You guys don't want to do that. So, but I think that, you know, moving into some of the, cause like enterprise, I loved enterprise as a series right up until, um, it was like season three. When nice. it became like really serialized with the Zindi storyline. Yeah, I didn't really. I, yeah. Season four picked back up and it was okay, but I just, I couldn't get season three, but there, there's a lot of stuff. First, second season of uh, enterprise. that was really cool. Obviously uh, the next generation. And I, you know, I can't recall episode, like you sort of said, I can't really recall episode names of the original series, but I have a special place for that too. Even with the cheese ball, Kirk Fu, you know, uh, Kirk <laughs> fooing up a Gorn uh, and somehow making a, a cannon out of random stuff and bamboo. I, I don't care. I just, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. It was fun. And it's also fun from a memory standpoint because at least in my station, when Next Gen would come out, they ran a rerun of the original series before the next gen episode. So I always watch both. Um, but even like with Voyager, cause I was telling you, I was doing a rewatch of Voyager cause I hadn't, I hadn't done that. And the, the trippy thing is I had forgotten episodes. Like I was watching episodes that I don't remember a, a, a little tiny piece of. I was like, where the heck did this come out? I, I don't, I don't recognize anything that's going on here. So but I, I, I think you could do some, do some, get some favorites in there and kind of, you know, show people some of the, some of the passion from that. But yeah, again, I'm always going to advocate for reading because reading is important, kids. No, but butterfly in the sky. I like that talking about like <laughs> episodes, not necessarily like going through episode by episode and doing like a rewatch, but just picking a random episode here and there. I mean, Chase literally just did that. He, uh, one of the last episodes you talked with Lisa about the Royale and you spent, you spent like two hours talking about an episode that I would say Royale, you could probably yeah. skip in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> no, I don't I don't dislike it. I'm just thinking in the grand scheme of like things. It's probably one of those episodes that if you just skipped over it, you probably wouldn't miss much. Yeah. yeah but but yeah. it was like it was interesting that you the, there was so much to talk about. You spent almost yeah. two hours talking about that episode and I'm like, how is there that much to talk about from this episode? <laughs> and you know <laughs> yeah, just picking like a random well, episode. I mean, that, that could from, be something like an episode of the month. Just talking about it in depth. That could be fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll look into it. And, uh, you know, like I know uh, with, again, with Discovery Season 3 coming out here uh, real soon, um, just, uh, I mean, by the time you've heard this episode, it's already aired, but at the time of recording, it's not. It's a very timey-wimey thing. Um, but, you know, I've been trying to to watch as much of, of Discovery as possible, like, leading up to it and stuff. So, you know, we'll have to... We'll put together, like, maybe, like, a, a season one and two kind of drive-by fruiting recap of sorts, um, maybe around the same time, plus or minus a few days of... Um, of our first engage for season three coming out, but 
that being said, um, I was telling Eric that I'm appreciating some things about Discovery that I hadn't originally appreciated before. Um, now I'm in my like my second watch through of it um, in earnest. And but but even even despite that, like with with like the stressful, crappy stuff that I've been dealing with. I mean, we've we've all been dealing with with our own stressors and what 2020s brought about. So like, I'm not a special case or anything, but. You know, like with with the craptastic stuff that I've been dealing with in my world, um, it's weird because like normally I I'll turn on Next Generation for some sort of comfort, um, maybe Enterprise, okay, um, but usually like my my go to trek is going to be Next Gen. But I've found myself like especially in like the last week of like I just want to watch Deep Space Nine, like. Deep Space Nine has just been like it's weird how comforting it's been. Like it's it's a darker. It not, is, I should yeah. say darker, but it's darker. It is, I mean, it is though. Um, compared to the rest of it, yeah. But like, there's been something about Deep Space Nine this time at this point in my life that I'm getting more comfort out of than I am with Next Gen. Next Gen's always going to be my my safety blanket. Okay, I'm not throwing it away. It's still going to be there. Us, us, but us Niners like me. me. Like kind of how, we'll, how sooner it's or later out, we'll get I'm you. Just, we will make you like that show, right? There are so many people that like. I don't like Deep Space Nine. I don't like <laughs> Deep Space Nine. It's too different. We're not on a ship. I do sooner like the show. Sooner or later, we will bring you over to our side, and we will make you appreciate and love that show because it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very good, and I think I. Eric, I think I told you sometime in this last year that when I finally watched Deep Space Nine from start to finish, and I didn't give up after the first few episodes, that and to and me, I tell you, it like doesn't, season three doesn't is when it like really took off season, for me. Season one ends with two fantastic episodes, right? You, A duet and In the Hands of the Prophets. Season three has that. Yep. Season two mm-hmm. has that like three part episode right at the beginning, and then you know you've got. The Maquis two-part episode there mm-hmm. in the middle. You've got um, the Tribunal is in season two, yep. right? And then it ends with the Gem Hadar, and you've got some. Re- and, and, and and not even before it ends with the Gem Hadar, you've got the Wire, which is where you like really start to learn about Garrick. So there's a lot of good stuff in season two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And. Even in my in my now it's my really my second watch through of, of Deep Space Nine in earnest, um, yeah, like with the whole circle story at the very beginning of season two, like that, like it ends with it ends um, it's the Three season one finale start, and then it's th- the next I think two, two episodes yeah. if I'm not mistaken of Deep Space Three episodes. So yeah, and it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So I'm like. I've been when I've been feeling down like lately. I just come like, I just to the dark Deep Space side. Nine. Come like, to the dark wa- side. I want to watch Deep Space Nine because like if something <laughs> like if if, if <laughs> do you have cookies? Do you have pudding? <laughs> so um, I, I do hope that we can do some some Deep Space Nine type of thing. I'm I'm leery about 
doing uh, four episodes in a month. And I'm saying this to you, and I'm also saying this to the listeners, just because I don't want to promise four episodes a month and not be able to deliver on it. But if we were to add like a random story of the month, like that would probably make the most sense with having four episodes in a month. Um, I mean, what, what do y'all think of that? Of, of being able to do well, something I mean, like that. That would literally be recording gonna every, already be doing that every week, recaps though, here. and making that happen. And, you know, I don't have any responsibility, domestic responsibilities, so, like, you like you two might, so I'm free. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just one of those things that I, I think, um, I think when you move away from your normal routine and want to do an every week sort of thing because like literally right now because I'm so bored I've went five videos a week on YouTube I got cranking out stuff left and right and then still podcast which we've we've been on and off just because of like brother's honeymoon and work and so forth for him but like you just got to plan it just write it down just literally write down you know like here's the idea for the episode and just go no, I'm just curious, like, what the listeners would think about... No, we don't care what they think. You're right, we don't. <laughs> Forget y'all. Please don't Forget be y'all. No, do hate... You can hate tweet Eric. Hate, hate yeah, tweet Eric. Wait, no, no, wait, wait. Hate tweet Eric, <laughs> don't hate tweet me. <laughs> His, I'm going to... Eric, I'm going to so create a, a Twitter for you. <laughs> and it's going to be like at not Eric's Twitter account. <laughs> well, I'll never look at it. Just so. to see what happens. <laughs> I'll just tell you all about it, man. I'll tell you all about it. It'll be great. Oh, shoot. Wow. Well, um, I got nothing, man. This has been, this has been a lot of fun for me. And, um, and just being able to have an outlet to talk about about Star Trek with people and um, have conversations of varying intensity, uh, varying in depth of it. Um, you know, I might not be um, a genius expert on on all things Trek, but I don't think you need to be. Just enjoy it and be and have a conversation about it. Like again, screw the gatekeeping type of thing. Gate, gatekeepers suck, man. I mean, when it comes to fandoms, you got to have gatekeeping, period, in like professions. But yeah. but when it comes to fandoms, man, just enjoy the crap, but regardless of how much you know. I mean, I think Star Trek and Star Wars can be some of the worst offenders of that when it comes to gatekeeping. Would you agree, David? Oh, Star, Star Wars Twitter is, is a garbage fire. I mean, it is, it is literally just a constant dumpster fire. And like I was saying earlier, sometimes people just like to put out that really um, polarizing tweet to get people's engagement. It happens literally every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... The only reason why I engage in Twitter is to tell people, hey, an episode's up. Right. But I've stopped doing any sort of posting there because it... Not, not really directed at me, but just like having to see this timeline of people that are... They're just trying to get engagement as opposed to having conversations because I've shared this story before, but like back when Solo came out, uh, me as and another friend of ours went to Cleveland 
uh, to watch the movie at you know some old theater and then go to a um, a live uh, podcast for um, a group called Rebel Force Radio, which is actually a relatively larger one. Sure. So when they had people come up and were asking them, you know, basic questions, hey, what's your favorite movie? And they had like kids. So there were a couple kids that came up, you know, 10 to 16 year old, maybe three or four. And they asked, so what's your favorite movie? Each one of them all said The Last Jedi, which had to have exploded a few people's minds. Is like, well, how could you like that piece of garbage movie? It's like, because that's their Star Wars, man. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad because yours is is done. Like for me, mine was episodes one, two, and three. Phantom Menace and, and me and Chase have talked about this. Uh, all the promotional stuff, the cans, and all that good junk. I mean, that was that was great. I was a little kid. I loved it. Uh, but I oh, yeah, I remember when the Phantom Menace came out when I was in like sixth grade or something like that, it was huge and I was in love with it at the time. It was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. But you know, you you just let, let live and let live, man. Let people enjoy the stuff because some of it's not going to be necessarily built for you. And that's just the time. Yeah. You can either move with it or don't enjoy what you have. Cause there's a lot, just like Star Trek content, there's still quite a bit of Star Wars content. And there's still more coming out. Uh, Mandalorian's uh, end of this month. So that is yeah, wild. Just wish people would enjoy. Yeah, I I like what I like. I have my favorites, and you know we're here giving our opinions, and we've done our all of our recap episodes, and we give a, a rating at the end of all of our recaps. But like, that's just my opinion. Like, if you disagree on that like go ahead and disagree like what you like don't like what you don't like and there's enough here for us all to have our own favorites and have our own dislikes and we can all still get along yeah and that's the thing that that i'm really looking forward to with with um prodigy coming out in 2021 is that discovery i can't watch that with my daughter um, Picard still can't watch that with my daughter uh, Lower Decks questionable with my daughter Prodigy that'll be the first Star Trek that I can watch with my kid and that is really exciting for me whether I like it or not yeah, I that's think- just really exciting for me that I get to share Star Trek with my, my child and I think that's really important because I watch some of these new Star Treks and you see TVMA or TV14 yeah. at the beginning. And I'm like, that's just not right. Star Trek is supposed to be, like, accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. And the way we all got into it was our parents. Like, our parents would, they grew up with it. Like, my dad was, like, 13 when Star Trek originally aired and he grew up with it. And... You know, he shared it with me when I was a kid, and that's how I got into it. And it should, that's what Star Trek should be. It should be something that parents can enjoy with their mm-hmm. children. Yeah, but and that- I feel bad that you don't, you, you're at the point where you don't feel like you can share this current material with your right. daughter. Well, that's the identity crisis in a lot of shows. I mean, uh, the Lord of the Rings Amazon series talking about potential nudity mm-hmm. in it. And Lord of the Rings has, I mean, it started, The Hobbit was a kid's book. Right. Um, there are definitely some themes in Lord of the Rings that are probably a little scary for kids, but still, 
you know, they try and keep it relatively, you know, clean ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm at the point where I just haven't watched just normal TV enough and, and I, I just kind of lose the plot on it, but there's definitely a change in television. Yeah. Well, I think there's a place for it. Like people looking sure. for, you know, more adult content. And when I say adult content, I don't mean sexuality and nudity. I just mean things that are geared more towards adults. Those, those are websites we don't need to talk about here. <laughs> right, right. But like, there are there are there's there are people who are looking for more adult content, more adult science fiction, even right. Like Westworld is much more of like an adult science fiction show, right? And there are people who are looking for more family-oriented shows, and I, there's there needs to be a balance, and there needs yeah. to be both of them out there. Altered Carbon. I actually just started watching that. That's kind of another one. Which one? That's. I, uh, al- I haven't seen it. Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. Um, okay. Yeah. Net Netflix. Yeah. I never watched it, but I actually just started watching it. Very adult, but actually very good. Hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Just don't show it to your kids. Yeah. Not not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, that's the same with the boys. I mean, boys is definitely yeah. not yeah. not child-friendly <laughs> at all. Just watched the season finale yesterday, and uh, woo, man, that was wild. I don't know if, you've, if you're caught up, David, but... I'm, I'm not caught up all the way on it now. Anyway. Well, these are definitely some things to think about, and, I mean, we're, we're like I keep saying, we're a year in, and, you know, we've, so far... We've um, released a total of like 48 uh, some odd episodes for this podcast in the first year. There probably could have been a little bit more, um, but with with stuff that's that's popped up along the way, it kind of hindered that. But, um, you know, I don't see any signs of us stopping this next year. Uh, we're just taking it basically a year at a time. We're on a, a one year mission um, and seeing kind of like where we're going um, each and every year. So, um, so to speak, like we might, we might do a little more joyriding on the vigilant this year compared to just hanging out on the, on the station. So, um, and I know that we're going to get into a lot more shenanigans with, um, Eric and David making more regular, um, appearances on the show as we, as we talk stuff. So, um, gents, I'm, I'm thankful for your friendship. I'm thankful for y'all, um, you know, stopping in and talking Trek with me as, as much as y'all are able to. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like I got a friend back. You know, we were we were friends, and then you know, life happened. We went our own way. You moved to Texas, I moved to Missouri, and we you know we lose touch, and that happens. But I feel like I've got a friend back after this past year. Well, that's cool. Likewise, my man. Likewise. And then I gotta say, David, like the first time I heard you, I think was on. Um, oh my gosh, bend the knee, and. Okay, like uh, I heard you on Bend the Knee one time, and I'm like, dude, that's not, that dude sounds like pretty intense. And not that you're not an intense individual, but like your voice scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and then I met you at the party, and I'm like, this dude's awesome. I mean, not that you weren't awesome, but like you're you're like straight up awesome. And um, it's been it's been great getting to know you, like actually getting to know you and, and being able to put a face with a name over the last year since the party. And um, I'm just saying, at the next party, 
I'm gonna throw the gauntlet down. We're gonna have to, like have a smoke off or something at the party, or something. Hey, yeah, I'm down. That'd be fun. I already have to I have to put Lane in his place. Not really, but he, he just so you, just so people know, a smoke off is like. Uh, barbecuing and cooking, yes. right? Yeah, they probably should clarify yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meats. Yes. Meats. Smoking of meats. <laughs> Smoking of meats. <laughs> oh, that's the code word nowadays. <laughs> Smoked meat. Air quotes. <laughs> cooking. It's cooking. That's what we're calling it. It's not. It's cooking, not <laughs> <Yeah>. baking. <laughs> wow. Am I gonna have to put like a a TVMA rating on this episode? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Nah. There's just some innuendo. It's not. It's fine. It's fine. All right, gang. Well, um, again, thank you. We'll see um, each of y'all. Um, and continue this conversation with Disco, with Star Trek Discovery Season 3, uh, when it airs. And uh, continue the conversation with um, um, our weekly, um, er, hopefully weekly, uh, that's the plan at least, um, um, episode interactions with that. So, Yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's, there's going to be an episode that airs on Thanksgiving Day. Which is kind of crazy. So, um, we might, I mean... That could be kind of kind of interesting. Well, I mean, we're not going to record the same day the episode airs, but I mean, why not? You know, there is an episode that comes out on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, we could, we can get real crazy and ambitious, and have like an episode come out early instead of on a Sunday, which is when we when the engage episodes have been dropping. So, yeah, but I think feel like give myself a, a day to at least or two to get my thoughts in order. Yeah, I mean, I usually watch an episode of a show at like two or three times. Usually it's three times before I, I talk about it. I mean, that's how it was with Picard for me. Get up at 5 a.m., watch Picard. Later that night, watch Picard again, and then watch it again on Friday night before you and I record on, like, usually Saturdays when we're usually doing our Engage recordings. Yeah. So, Okay, well... um, all you out there in uh, listener land, thank you for supporting the show by listening to us for um, the last year. Uh, we couldn't do this without you, uh, without you supporting us that way. And if you know, if you like what you hear, you know, give us a leave us a review, um, give us a like uh, uh, and a subscribe. Hit that button on like uh, Podbean or iTunes, wherever you listen. Uh, not only so that we know that you like what you hear, but so that other people can find it a little bit easier too. It's silly algorithm stuff, basically. Silly algorithm. Freaking hate algorithms. Anyway. Um, but anyways, if y'all want to interact with us more, you can do so by going to trtvpod.com. There's a hailing frequencies uh, portion of our page where you can leave a comment, um, ask a question, um, ways to just... That's one way that you can interact with us. You can also discover um, um, our various social media sites. We are on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. Um, make sure that you follow us and stay up to date. We're usually um, posting pictures or questions or you know polls, um, various ways for you to get involved. So um, now if you want to send us a note and you don't want to go to our webpage for whatever reason, you can do so by going to, and uh, sending us an email to trtvpod at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. It's 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute time limit, and your comments may be used on a future episode of TRTV, on Engage, or maybe even TRTV News. Uh, and um, if you want to send me cookies or pudding or a letter or a wood-burned plaque or some gold-pressed latinum or anything, really. If you just want to, if you want to send something um, by mail, you can do so. Make sure it gets to the Lone Star Station at P.O. Box 2455, Azle, Texas. That's A-Z-L-E 76098. Guys, thank you so much for supporting the show for this first year. And uh, it's really meant a lot to us. Just remember that as we leave this first year and enter this next one, to always boldly go and make it soon.